Welcome to Adventure on Outdoors, where we talk about adventuring outside your daily 9 to 5. We're two regular guys exploring the outdoors, all while balancing a family life and the demands of a regular job. So join us in our pursuit of adventure and enjoy our conversations with others who share the same passions. In this episode, you'll hear Daniel Underbrink, Dan Pierce, and myself shooting the bull around the campfire on our recent trip on the Eagle Rock Loop in Arkansas. We'll talk a little bit about the trip and about Dan's successful turkey hunt in South Texas, but we're mostly just sitting around the campfire talking crap. It gets pretty interesting. Hope you enjoy. But only one person can cross the line. Yeah, just tell me where the line is, and I'll just try to beat y'all there. So you'd beat us, and you'd claim... That would be my goal, and I'd carry a rock in case Daniel started catching up with me, and I'd hit him on the head. Yeah. (laughs) What if he came at you with his K-ball? I'd hit him with a rock. <laughs> you that, it, would you throw it. it at him? I would throw it because I have Okay. A, yeah. Well, that's like the difference between a, 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 a sword and a, and a pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'd be an Indiana Jones Indiana moment. Indiana Jones moment. Dan would come running at you. Ah! And you just take the rock and pow! <laughs> and Dan would just... How did, how did I become the weak one here? He y'all just, y'all no, already teamed up on me? <laughs> no, hey, you had the hey, K-bar. Hey, <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll deal with each other later. Yeah, Wait till you that works sleep. out in my favor, I believe. If that rock know. hits me. I better be dead. No, it's just got to slow you down long enough for me to beat you to the finish line. Oh, there's a, it's a race. I we haven't really. We, have, we don't really have the rules. I think thought, the rules have been changing. We haven't thought this through. You just said somebody gets out alive, like gets out, like well, just show me where out is, and I'll try and beat y'all there because I don't have a weapon. It's more a last man standing. I'm a, but I'm going to dig a hole and, and put spikes in it like, uh, <coughs> you know, and you're going to go along and you're going to fall in the hole. And, ah! Oh, so you'll be prepping all night. Yeah, and then, and then it'll be one of these things, you know, where you're going through the woods and you trip the thing and it goes, <coughs> and there like 10 spikes in your chest. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, what movie uh, was that? That was Rambo. Rambo. Oh, yes. man, Rambo. God, dog. You got to love Rambo. Mm-hmm. I got to love this. You pushed you know, me. Are you done cooking it yet? Hey. I gotta, I gotta love this filet mignon. It was really good. Mm. You're lucky. We we had to fight that squirrel and, and, and beat him off. That that dang squirrel. Hey, run around you beat camp. him off by yourself. I didn't have any part of beating that squirrel off. <laughs> we didn't let the squirrel get your steak. Make it damn tell a turkey story. That was good. I'm I'm gonna tell you what. It was good, Dana. This was uh, excellent. Yeah, it was super excellent. Don't step there. Okay. Or there. Why over there? Because there's a river. <laughs> what river is that? The Little Mo. The river <laughs> runs through it. I was wondering, have we crossed that today? It seems to be that we may or we may, may cross not have crossed times. the river. Yeah, but if you step in over there somewhere, well, you're here, you're good. But over there, we'll go under. <laughs> Hey, can you put some sticks on there? I can. Is that what goes on a fire? <laughs> one piece of cotton and one little strike, and you got a fire. I was talking Very about impressive. that. Very I, I was talking yeah, about Dan, that. Nobody, that nobody but Dan brought toilet paper on this trip. Yep. That was pretty rough. Well, actually, it's not toilet paper. It's paper towels. Paper towels are better than toilet paper. Well, it's actually. true. I mean, I had it. Hey, we're actually pretty close. We could run back to the truck and get some more TP. Good point. Who's running? Oh, gladiator style. Last man standing. Rock, paper, stone. 
So you you have two two different types of rocks in your game. <laughs> you said rock, paper, stone. I was like, I, how many different? You, no, you got me. I, that's what I call it. And Carol <laughs> gets she every and we play it all the time. Like, who's gonna let the dog out? Let's do rock, paper, stone. And she looks at me. It's not rock, paper, stone. It's rock, paper, scissors. I say, I know, but I always, always. You're for, a geologist. For sixty know years, better. I've been calling it rock, paper, stone. So yeah, you you caught it. That's, that's, that, actually, that's pretty alert of you. That, that was alert for you to catch it when I said. And I realize it sounds obvious, but most people don't catch it when I say it. Well, a geologist should never use rock and stone. Rock and stone, and have multiple meaning, I, multiple things. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Dan. I couldn't agree with you more. You are correct. So, Dan, tell us where we're at. We're uh, in the Washita National Forest on the banks of the Little Missouri River. And the sun is setting. I see a bat right now flying up the river. It's the first week of May. Couldn't be nicer weather, but we came on the heels of a torrential downpours and and, uh, regional flooding that raised all these river levels. But we caught it at a good time. Um, so uh, Eagle Rock, Eagle Rock Loop, Eagle Rock Loop. But it seems it's like it's actually like four, four or five different trails that make the Eagle Rock Loop. Yeah, right? it's, it's a system of trails. That's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. So it's not an actual like you go to Wild Azalea. It's the Wild Azalea, Azalea Trail. trail. This yeah. is just the a loop. But this loop of trails is considered to be the longest loop trail in Arkansas. Yeah. And also the most rigorous. Yeah. So. So we enjoyed it. We've had it. We've had a great two days. We're we're into day two. We're on a little island. And we're going to stay here for a little while, and just play tomorrow, and relax, and enjoy. Yeah. Kind of take a little vacay, as they say. So. Um, so I think we need to set the stage of why we're at this this particular campsite. Ah, that would be Mike's story, huh? That would be Mike's story. So I mean, we so got we've got so we came out here to do the Eagle Rock Loop. Yeah, we're boldly aggressively. We, we, we started at the what is it? The what's where we start, Mike? I thought we came out here to fish the Little Missouri. Ha ha ha! No, let, let, let's. Um, Let's no. Let's set the. We came out here to the Eagle Rock Loop to give it a hike and catch some fish, and we we came to this campsite twice today. Am I right? Yes, we've been by here twice. So why are we here, Mike? Set the set the stage. Let, let's let's back, let's reverse. Let's really reverse. Yeah, just start from the beginning, man. Tell okay. tell about tell about that. Tell about how we got confused on the trail markings and just start from the beginning. Alright. We're here on the Eagle Rock Loop. We already went all through that. You were gone. What? Making whiskey. Well you were you were talking about that when I got here. No, we we went through where we are. Oh yeah. Well we came here to fish. Yeah, we did and that. And hike and hang out with each other and tell stories. Yeah. Record some podcasts. Cook so, some steaks. So, 
Make they, some whiskey drinks. That's true. Uh, had some uh, tequila yesterday for Cinco de Mayo. Ah, <laughs> Okay, so... Um, <laughs> that cracks me up every thought. It's too good. <laughs> Jose Cuervo Gold. Jose Cuervo. Was a friend, friend of mine. I like to drink a little, little salt, salt and lime. This is the first thing we Okay, so uh, yesterday we got on, <laughs> what, 6 o'clock? We got on the trail 6 o'clock. We, we headed off at Albert Pike. What is it called? Albert Pike? Albert Pike. Trailhead? Albert Pike Recreational Area. Um, and when you start off, it kind of braids in, goes off, and we decided to go clockwise. Based off of Dan's signed autograph guidebook. And in the guidebook. What's the name of that guidebook, Dan? Tim Ernst. Tim Ernst. Tim, T-I-M, Ernst, E-R-N-S-T, has written a nice book on all the trails in Arkansas. And it's very thorough. Yeah. Uh, It's it's detailed. But don't listen to anything about the Yellow Blaze. Anybody coming out here needs to understand that the yellow blaze don't take the single yellow blaze. It's for the equestrians. It's for the equestrians. Horses until, to until the laborers. When you get to Viles Creek. When you get to Viles but Creek, it's, at that point it's, it's white. yellow white. So follow the white blazes. Until Viles Creek. And it's, Ernst says but that it's still book. white and yellow. Yes. Because otherwise you'll cross the river. You a- actually, you should come, you should come, if you want to do the Eagle Loop Trail, Go counterclockwise. Come, come, come with good maps. Hey, go counterclockwise. some intel. Don't just go, I'm going to go do the trail, go up to the trailhead, and start walking. Yeah, I, th- I you'll, think... You'll get in trouble. Yeah, and, and I think going you counterclockwise would be wise. That way you can kind of see the Missouri, little Missouri, at, as a small stream, and see what it can turn into, and you kind of end your, you'll end your hike on a really high note, leaving... But really what deal is, is the dang blazes. They were really confusing. We went backwards, we went forward, we went backwards, and we went forward. And we hiked, I don't know how many miles, but quite a few. And we, we, we took a break to fix uh, my feet before they went full-on blister. We were starting to get a little war from the creek crossings and wetness and, and yeah the vagisil tube was not far away and uh, we found hey, out wait didn't you fix your feet too dan i did <laughs> <laughs> good, good 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 point Mike. i got i got good, some tape good, good over here good point good point no but, the, yeah so we stopped there and daniel and Dan, we're fixing well, back up, we had, we had some, some other hikers on the trail, and Mike was talking and asking just about what's up ahead. And he was really... Why was I asking about what was up ahead? Because all morning long I said, stop and fish anywhere you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But y'all were also pressing on, I and we were lost yeah, as we were crap. Yeah, we were trying to get in 15 miles. We were lost as crap, and y'all told me yeah. we had to get 15 miles. And yeah. my plan this morning was, hey, we're going to be crossing some really good fishing holes, so we should take our time. Well, I go take a dump. I come back and they're like, all right, Mike, new plan. 
15 miles. Get to the Little we'll Missouri. Get, we'll get to the other part of the Little Missouri, right. and you'll be able to fish the last exactly. day. Exactly. And we crossed good fishing holes all day, and so I had this sneaky suspicion that these were the best fishing holes. And so every hiker we saw, I asked, I said, hey, what's it look like after you get past the ridges and stuff? They're like, uh, you know, it's the big parts are down there that you already passed. It gets a little smaller. And they kept convincing me that, oh, well, those guys don't really fish. They don't really know. And then finally some guys from Colorado that had fly rods and stuff strapped to their backpack, they were like, yeah, you know, we were catching smallmouth. And and we asked, well, what's it like up here? He goes, oh, no, it's it's like a trickle like this little stream right here. <laughs> so Daniel Unbrink, as gracious as he was, Made the option to the guys and said, hey, you can turn around and right back and hike up and down the Little Missouri the rest of the time and do some fishing. And so we took the recreational side of this and not the, the let's see how many miles we can put on. Turned around and, and have been enjoying our day. Am I right? Good decision. Great decision. I do appreciate that. And... I caught a smallmouth right caught off the bat. Mouth, we caught a snake. We oh, but hold on. Back up from the snake. So I was up on the, like, there's this little island with a knob. And I was up high taking pictures like I'm always doing. And Mike's down there fishing, and he hooks up, and I, man, I got a good picture of it, like, breaking the water. So Mike's reeling it in, and he's coming back up to the bank. Now, all of a sudden, he just... He like like he's slipping, but he just it's darts like he, off. He hit an electric fence. Well, I had the fish out of yeah. the water. Yeah, he had the fish in his pole. He slides down and jumps out into the water. Jumps into the river. For, and his we're pole like, and his fish. We have no clue of what's happening. And he's like a snake. <laughs> and I'm I, I'm fairly scared of snakes. And uh, so they they, they frighten me. Dan. Dan Sees it, runs down, identifies it, and safe, grabs it, and um, we caught a little banded, uh, what, what, what? A big, blotch, blotch, a uh, big water blotched water snake. Blotched, very, very, no, very about three foot long. Yeah. He seemed to be pretty docile. He was, yeah. He tried to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to get my fish. That's he, what it was. He just bit your he wanted my small mouth. He just bit your pride. Sucker was like right next to my foot, dude. I freaked. I didn't see him. Dude, he jumped off that thing. I mean, it was like that, he that was, was within a foot of my foot. That was pretty funny. And I just jumped and started slipping. And then when you and saw him the second time, you started to freak out. Which time? Oh, when you had him? Yeah. Well, well yeah. I caught him. You, well, there he is. Oh, oh well, he was a foot from your foot. And to me, it still looked like a water box. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But it was beautiful. Real copper bands. Now tell me this, Dan. Because when I saw it sitting there, the colors yeah. still looked like a water monster. Yeah, no, no. But you were, once you, were you right caught there. it, the colors changed. Yes. Yeah. What's up with that? Is it like a bass? He was wet. I pulled him up out of the when he's when they're sitting there on the bank and they're all dry. Yeah. They just all had that dull gray, dark yeah. looking color. Once they get in the water, get a little water on them. It's like putting water on a, on a nice rock. On a piece of chert or something. So it, they don't actually change. Color. Not like a bass. It's no. like a bass when they no, get fired it up. It shows their true colors once you once you get them wet. 
Okay. And, and just not some old dried out water snake sitting on the bank. I thought. In the sun. I, but I, you're I was, exactly right. I thought it was something exactly like, right. like a fish does when they get fired up trying to catch some bait, it, catch it a bait. Where they, their colors come out. Dried out sitting on the bank versus being wet from the water. Did he get wet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you caught him when he was yeah, halfway in the water. Yeah, I caught him. He was down in the water, and I barely... Yeah. Man, I, I thought you were going to miss him. I had, I, I, third was grab. A, it was the third grab. That was I thought a good he was gone. move, that final grab. Was I thought a he was a goner, move. but I had, man, I, there's no way... I thought no you were going way, in with him. No way I wanted to lose it. Man, I had peeps there watching. I had an audience there. I could, I could not let that snake get away. <laughs> and, and I, I would, I would have been very embarrassed. Would you have dove in the water after him? If I could have seen him, yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, I, I wish we would have. I wish he would have got away and Dan swimming after it. Like we can go like, snake hunting tomorrow, or y'all can. I'll just fish. But that's why we came here to go fish. Yeah. Yep. So we're gonna spend tomorrow and like, snake hunt and, stuff, and to whatever. put in a lot of miles. Tomorrow we're gonna relax around camp, hike, do whatever we want as individuals, and uh, we're gonna fish. Yeah. We're just gonna enjoy the. You know, in, in, in the good part of the river. You know, uh, sitting there thinking earlier, you know, uh, I really wanted to put in a lot of miles. But, you know, most of the time, you never, most of the time, we're somewhere, we never just sit somewhere and just enjoy that little area. Mm-hmm. And so kind of um, like as I sit here, I'm like torn, but I, I'm kind of glad I just get to explore this little area for a little while. Well, you know, in my mind... Miles are available anywhere. But you to see how like you can get a mile there or there or over there. Yeah, but it, but like you can't catch fish anywhere. Fish are only available in certain few areas. But true. miles, man, they're a dime if, a dozen. If I come out with a trout tomorrow, I'll be happy. That's actually a good philosophy, man. Yeah, miles are everywhere. But not the same miles. But harder miles. No, I'm just talking about seeing the whole countryside. Yeah, you can go up there. <laughs> go walk up to the top of that mountain. I'm, I'm going to go to that one over there. You tomorrow. can go hike miles that no other hiker has done before. That's true. I'm going to go hike to that pinnacle up. That's even better than the Eagle Rock Loop. Behind me. Oh, I'm good. I'm happy with Because I saw at. some girls hiking the Eagle Rock Loop today. And I'm not a girl. Right. So. Man hike. That's why I'm going to the that's pinnacle. That's it. That, that was why I wanted to go back. Off trail. Dan, you gonna join me to the pinnacle? I don't know. I got I, I got an option going to pinnacle with you or following Mike with with camera. So we're gonna put in some miles and some fish. Well, I say miles. We might put in a couple of miles. What? A couple of two? A couple of two. However, however far back all the good fishing holes were. I'll walk all the way. All the way back to where we first crossed this morning. Maybe, first, yeah. First wrong cross. I'd like to see it all. Because it seems to be like you only get a bite a spot. Dude, it looked like right like around each that deep bend pool. up there. It looked like an awesome big hole really? right at the end over there. I think oh, you're going to get more. I want to go that way. I think you're going to get more bigger holes that way than you will up that could also be true. Well, Dan's oh, got a good point. Man, That's now you're screwing me up. Yeah. Downstream. Is now you screw me up. So I might have to have a morning deal and an afternoon deal. There and I'll come go. back here for lunch. Damn, that's a good point, though, because that gets closer to the lake. Yeah. Yep. You're going downstream, bigger pool. Well, I'm, in the morning, I'll probably you know, go right up too, here. Mike, you go that way, you may get away from the trail. 
You probably get unfished holes. Yes, people that haven't been. Sunk. Because they have that other trail that goes off to the left yep. here. Yep. You can take that. Take trail that off. trail and keep walking along the Missouri. Yeah. And get off the loop trail. Yep. Good point. Good part. Hey, let's all do it. Good part. Let's just all do it. We could do it. I'm down. I'm down for a good take fishing Take a couple hike. of poles, take a camera, and go see what we can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a good time. Not have to carry 35, 45 pounds. Man, there is no breeze right now. Everything None. is dead still. The, the smoke is going straight up. Oh, no. Yep. no white rabbits tonight. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's, that means probably tomorrow weather will change a little. Yeah, it's about time for things to start turning around a little bit. We hit that front just right. We did. I mean, the forecast was pretty similar. For the last, you know, for the next couple of days. Yeah. It was supposed to be... Monday, I think it really changes. Really? Yeah. To what? Uh, just like afternoon, it starts clouding up. Like storm? No, I think just southern. It's, 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 when that wind starts blowing out south, it's going to start changing. Oh, yeah. Has it been a... Hey, look, there's this moving. Yeah, there's not a little white rabbit. <laughs> um... So, so did we did we talk about Dan's turkey story, or do, yeah. do we want to cover that? Dan, you want to tell us your turkey story? Yeah, uh, I've been hunting turkeys over there in Central Texas for ten years now, and they're always fun hunts. It's a, it's a neat little place. It's ten thousand acres, a little ranch house where we stay. Which back in the early nineteen hundreds, the the cowboys used to play cards on Friday night, get drunk, and they stomp on the floors to make the rattlesnakes underneath the floor rattle. What? Yes. Is that true? Yes. What it's town true. is this? This is Central Texas. I don't want to say the town. I, I don't want to be too out. specific about it. Right. But, uh, but it's, it's, it's Central Texas. If you find the heart of Texas, we're right There's right a bar there. there. Or the, the camp house y'all stay the in. The ranch house. And, and the reason that I believe is probably true it's because uh, a couple years ago, we killed five rattlesnakes within 20 minutes within 10 feet of the camp. What? So think there's a, a den under there? I think I think they denned up underneath that camp house. And the cowboys would get drunk and stomp on the floor, and the rattlesnakes would rattle underneath. Oh, my gosh. So I, I, I believe that's a, a, a true story. So anyway, it's just a neat place to be. A lot of prickly pear cactus, mesquite. It's got some contour. A lot of turkey. It's a cattle ranch. It's a working cattle ranch. But uh, this last hunt was really good. It's three of us that went. My host, Randy Stover, myself, and my buddy, uh, T.W. Garrett, who I hunt deer with in Alabama. And we had uh, an evening hunt, a morning hunt, and then the final evening hunt. And that first evening, I had a, I was filming. And I, watchers was we were going to call one in for watchers, T.W., and a, and a turkey, as you can imagine. So we're kind of sitting here like this. I'm here. CW's there. Randy's there. And we expect the turkey to come from out here. Guess where he came from? Behind me. Right behind <laughs> me. He walked up six paces behind me. What? Watchers is sitting here. He didn't have a shot because he just had to shoot through me to shoot the turkey. The turkey comes up, gobbles. <laughs> right behind me. Right behind and, you? And the, the cool thing, I'm sitting there filming. And I'm, I'm filming Randy's eyes. And he's like watching. You know, waiting. And then when the turkey came into view, Randy's eyes went, boop. <laughs> like this. It was so cool. Anyway. It so took off? 
It took off and it it, it, oh it, it stayed God. around. It gobbled a little bit. Do you have the gobble like yeah, you oh, hear yeah. it on video? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. And next morning we had a good hunt. Cows covered us up. We had a lot of we had a bearded hen come by, so that was kind of fun. Wait, how do you know it's a bearded hen? Oh, because it doesn't have. We, we, she had a beard. And she was a hen. But she what had she had, she had about an eight inch long beard. Well, you know, there's sexual aberrations in all the animals, human beings. And also in uh, in, so in nature. Y'all, y'all so it was like the... a hermaphra hen. I'm sorry. A hermaphra hen. She was a hermaphra hen. Yeah, but she was bearded. There's no doubt about it. So wow. You, know, you, you can take what you want, but I, I, I believe you know Mother Nature sometimes uh, messes things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So be that as it may. But uh, but the the part of the story that is that I, I'm I'm reluctant to tell, but I will tell. Um, and I don't know if it's due to my age or what, but midday, Randy and, and T.W. went over to hunt a cattle tank. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, we, we call it Bobcat Tank, and they went over to hunt Bobcat Tank. And, and Watcher's got a turkey there, midday. Do turkeys come to water like that? They do. Midday, they, they, they go to water, and they, the, the hens are around the water, the gobblers know. And because it's scarce yeah. in Texas, they'll yeah. come to the tank. Yeah, Limit, limited huh. water sources. So if you hunt midday, you know, and the weather was beautiful. You, a lot of times in, in that area, the wind's blowing, it's hot, but it was kind of like this uh, during the four-day hunt. So anyway, so midday, I'm hunting, and I'm just slipping through the mesquite and slipping through the prickly pear flats and slipping through the oak moss, and, and I kind of had a general bearing with the sun and my shadow, and I really wasn't keeping track of where I was, and I would walk away, and so I'd lean my gun up against the mesquite tree, and I'd call on my little box call and then I'd walk away lean my gun up against the mesquite tree and call on my box call just seeing if I can get something to mm-hmm. to alert and so I, I've been doing this I was maybe a mile from camp and I, I hit the section 50 road and I started walking down the section 50 road and I was stopping and calling and stopping and calling and then I realized I didn't have my shotgun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was funny, all right. Oh, my god! It was funny, all right. And you have no idea where you stopped. My, my 800 Bernelli camouflage automatic shotgun was not in my hands. Were you I, on the it, trail the whole time? No. Oh, no. Do you understand? I was going through this nondescript, homogenous mesquite, oak prickly pear, brush. I had no track. All I knew was between where I was and back at camp, somewhere, my gun was leaning up against. And I mean to tell you, I started. A camouflage gun. A camouflage shotgun. And I started just having all these different thoughts and my imagination. And I, I, was, I was sick. I was just sick to my stomach. Oh, my God. And so I knew where I'd come onto the road. And I, I, and I felt like pretty sure that I didn't bring the shotgun onto the road with me. And so I walked back to where I came onto the road, and then I just started. I turned on my little GPS kit mm-hmm. on my phone because I was going to really, I was going to have to blanket yeah. the area and go to every oak mot. Oh yeah, and go to every mesquite tree until I had set. And, and it, 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 we were going to be there for two more days. It ain't like losing your hat in the no. woods. No, <laughs> my shotgun. You got to find that sucker. And the last thing I want to do is go back to camp with Randy and TW. 
and have to explain to them that I left my shotgun laying out there in an old mot somewhere. And and you know it's just nothing. There's nothing good. Nothing Dude. good about this. And so in 30 minutes, I looked and I went Oakmont, 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 backtrack, Oakmont, Oakmont, backtrack, zigzagging through this area, close to the road first. Yeah. And I was going to move further back towards camp. And I got up to one Oakmont and I was standing there and I thought, I think this is where I maybe ate a power bar. I think I stood here and ate a power bar. And I stood there for a minute and I kind of looked around and I looked over the skeet tree over on my left underneath the Oakmont and there was my gun. Wow. High, highs and lows. Dude, 30 <laughs> minutes, that's it? 30 minutes. That's searching. not bad. No, I was very fortunate. But that's a tough 30 minutes. Very fortunate. I felt terrible for the whole 30 minutes. I, I, like I say, I don't even like telling the story. <laughs> Dude, that happens. But, uh, uh, I mean, of all things, I mean, there I am walking along, ar, 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 calling on my box call, oh, yeah. hunting turkey. Good thing one didn't call back. No shotgun. <laughs> Imagine what walks up and you're like, holy shit, where's the shotgun? <laughs> or you hear it gobble off in the distance and you hunker down and wait for it for wait, a couple hours. And you call and, yeah. wait a minute, I got no shotgun. So the, the moral of that story is uh, get away from the box calls maybe. Go with the diaphragm. No, box calls are fine. Just keep track of your gun. Just, just get a go. sling. Let's go with the yeah, old sling fashion. would be a bad idea. Sling South would not Texas. be a bad idea. Sling would a, a sl- you a don't sling. have a sling on it? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't have a sling and I probably should. But but I love I love to wander around that desert. You find sheds. Last, oh, yeah. last year I found two axis sheds and a couple of white tail I, I found some big thirty six inch long axis sheds last year. Nice. Just just by walking Do they have a lot of axes out there? We do. We do. And we heard some roar this time. They got a real neat roar. Uh, that's very unique, and it's just a neat animal. So it's know. not something that the roar isn't just like a rut thing. It's a rut thing. They rut in the spring. They rut year round. Yeah. What? They, they don't yeah. rut year round, but the 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 axis, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, the axis does come into heat at various times. They they're not like a whitetail that all come into heat uh, in the same. So the six males weeks. are chasing. They can tail be. They can potentially. I think. I think they're really they're they're peak. Tends to be in the summertime. I think. Wow. Again, I, I've, I've never killed an axis, so I don't, I don't know. But this, I'm just going by what I've picked up. Where do they originate from? from? Are they India. African? India. They're, they're India, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Good, good, good call, man. So that, so that was my. Sorry, I've deterred. No, that's all right. Bit. So anyway, so I'm still, you know, looking for a turkey. So that evening, we go out and uh, settle in a spot where Randy and his son had killed a nice turkey. Three weeks earlier. And the, the good thing about this hunt, these three, the turkey were very vocal. A lot of times you go, like I say, the wind's blowing. You may not hear a turkey for a couple, but these Rios, man, they were talking. They were active. They were coming to the calls. So we set up in an Oakmont and we could hear, we could hear gobblers. When we set up, we could hear gobblers. What's an Oakmont? It's, a, it's, it's, it'd be like live a, a primary adult. Live oak, big one, mm-hmm. with some younger ones underneath it. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost a little island out in the in the de- in, in the where in the, you can sit down and see instead of it just choked with underbrush. It's pretty thick in the oak mot, yeah. but you can get up in the oak mot and see out. Uh, so okay. so just picture it, just kind of an island in, in mm-hmm. grass and prickly pear and mesquite trees. Yeah, and there's this oak mot, which is an island of oak trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I don't know who coined the mot. 
Tom? Who I've gave been it? hearing it my whole life. Yeah. Since normally you'd say like an oak flat. It's definitely an oak oak flat. We've got in Texas. Yeah, and, but these are like, you know, primarily a, cu- a couple of big oak trees and some young oak trees, and, it, mm-hmm. and it's a very little yeah, island area. An island, and you'll have yeah. one oak mot here, and you'll have another yeah. oak mot yeah. over there. And, yeah, and the deer lay up in there. Yeah, they, that's... And the, and the turkeys get up in there in the midday. It's so, a good, good hunting spots. Good, good place went, to go hide Yeah, and, 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 and try to and ambush the, stuff. Deer love the bed in them. So we we sat up in there. We had a great hunt. Um, they had the gobblers. They, I don't know, about forty five minutes after we sat down, we could see them coming across the the, the brush, coming towards us, and they hung up in the, in an oak mot not far from ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, Randy was calling with his box call. His little winky. Luke's mm-hmm. got one. You've got one. Yep. This is a, a Alabama homemade, handmade box call that. Made uh, not far from Rockville, uh, so Alabama. That, or just y'all use them? Uh, we use them, but we those guys from Alabama have given them out to a lot of different people. Yeah, and they're good calls. It sounds great. It's a, it's a good call. W i n k e Winky, and he still makes them. He still makes them now. He numbers every really? one of them, and he'll sign them. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had yeah. that thing for like ten years. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right. It's like you had the rubber band always yep. breaks on it. Yep, and you need to replace the rubber band. I mean, it's a standard rubber band; it ain't hard to replace. <laughs> so anyway, so Randy's winking, and we, they're talking, and finally they stepped out and they started coming our way. And there was three of them coming, big big gobblers, and uh, there were two of them side by each. But I had to be careful. Um, I didn't want to shoot two at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only shoot one a day. Ra- Randy's entitled as a member of this particular club to kill four turkeys. And Randy, being a generous guy that he is, he kills one for himself. He mm-hmm. gave one to his son. He gave one to me, and he gave one to his buddy uh, T.W. Our nice. Alabama buddy. So, so I don't want to. So, so Watchers has killed his. Mm-hmm. Randy's killed his. Randy Stover Jr.'s killed his. Oh, so you can't. So, kill so if two. I kill two, then we're one over. We're not. We haven't broken any Texas laws. Yeah, but we've broken the lease law. Right. So, so, I, so I wait till they separated. Boom, shooting. Bird went down. Beautiful bird. Inch and three eighths spurs. Twenty one pounds. Uh, ten and a quarter inch beard. Just beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. bird. Heaviest, heaviest turkey I've killed. But th- this is where it gets interesting. So, we're looking at the turkey, and he's laying there. And, uh, you know, we're going through the hunt. It's still early in the evening. The sun's still up. And we're looking at that turkey, and he's flopping around a little bit. And Randy's, I'm filming Randy, and he's telling the story about what happened. And all of a sudden, Randy points, Danny, look. And I turn around and look, and here comes this raccoon. And the coon is coming right towards us, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We're talking, and here comes the coon. Well, long story short, we uh, just dispatched the coon uh and, and the coon was sick and likely it had rabies the backstory is about i don't know five or six years ago one of the club members got rabies what from a coon he was hunting turkeys the coon came up behind him he tangled with the coon he killed the coon the coon bit him what? No and it way. was a rabid coon and he had to get rabies shots what the coon bit him? Yes, this coon. If Randy hadn't been paying attention, would have come. He was coming up behind me. He, I have no doubt in my mind that he would have just walked right up and just bit me. Wow, no doubt. And and look, you guys know I, I enjoy nature. I, I don't like to kill things indiscriminately. I have to have a purpose, a reason to kill mm-hmm. stuff. 
But this coon was sick. It had rabies. Dude. It's a problem. And it's something that everybody needs to be a little bit careful of. So is be that... a little bit careful of, 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 of behavior that's not normal. And an animal, that, that coon should have been scared to death of it. I yeah. yelled at it. I said, get out of here. And, and all he did was stop and stand up. That's all he did. Is that a Texas thing? Like, what? how does rabies spread? Like, what's the... What's the deal with rabies? Rabies is in the nervous system. It's up in the brain. It's passed through the saliva. It's uh, not just Texas. It's uh, across the country. Because I think most people only know about rabies from from Old Yeller. Skunks are carriers. Coons are carriers. Possums are carriers. Um, Yeah. Foxes. Foxes are bad for rabies. And I'm not telling people to go kill everything in sight. No. But if just something's acting wrong, not acting right, mm-hmm. if you study it, you can tell. Yep. If it, you know, if, if it's a coon that's used to come up to a campground and stealing people's food, that's not a rabid coon. But if it's out in the middle of the desert in broad daylight where it should be afraid of you and it's trying to walk up behind you, and it fell where Randy killed it. It was laying right there next to the turkey. Anyway. So it was a good hunt, a lot of action, a lot of turkey talking, a lot of turkey coming and going. We had a lot of encounters with Tom turkeys, and that's kind of my... So y'all tagged out. We tagged out. Tagged out on the ranch. My my spring turkey. Now, you know, people think it's silly because I drive 11 hours to go pull the trigger one time and kill one turkey. (laughs) But it's not. It's, It's a ritual. It's something we do on an annual basis. We enjoy each other. We drink a few beers, tell some good stories, have some laughs, uh, drive around some real pretty uh, uh, brush country, and uh, have a good time. So, hey, we drive five and a half hours to go walk miles of heavy backpacks. Yeah, <laughs> sit around and tell you. stories and catch a few bass. I hear you, but it, it, I, hunting those turkeys is fun. It is just so much fun, especially when they're talking back to you. Most people that I talk to that, that hunt turkeys, it is fun. some of them have never killed a turkey. But they really? say, if you will hunt them and get one gobbling to you, yeah, you'll be hooked. You'll person. You'll be hooked for life. They say it's the most addicting sport. or you know, It's very similar to elk hunting. If you can get one to call to you. you start having an elk talking back at you, and you, you feel like he's coming to your call, that... That's a that's a game changer. I wish I knew what you that know, felt my, like. My little sister, um, like one of the first animals, like first real hunting experiences, she had. You said this um, uh, ranch down South Texas between like Rivera and Palfurius. Dan, you familiar with that area? Yes. Yes. Okay. About eleven miles south between the two. Um, about 13 miles uh, west of Sarita, out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, and it was a really unique property. But we had a lot of we had a huge turkey population, and so I, you know, we'd shoot them here and there after deer season, you know. And my little sister, she was like, "I want to go hunting," so loaded her up with a shotgun. My dad was there. She, um, her her first hunt was a turkey. Got one. She pulled the trigger. Came into the blind. She set up on the blind. 
Well, the shotgun came inside it because it knocked her back. She was so, man, she had to have been 11 or 12 wow. years old. Maybe, yeah, probably 11, 12 years old. And if memory serves me right, she got two. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I think you're allowed. Wait, she shot two in one shot? Yeah. What? Well, you can kill, in, in Texas, you can kill, with a Texas license, you can kill four, four time purchase. Yeah. Are they that prominent in most of Texas? They are. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, you know, uh, certainly central Texas and out, on out into uh, south and west Texas. A lot of turkeys. South Texas. A lot of turkeys. There's a lot. And the Rio turkey. Where, what is the Rio turkey's range? Um, Texas, New Mexico, and then you start to change. In New Mexico, you start to get into the Merriams. Uh, That's the but, ones so, that so, live in like New Mexico and Mexico, yeah. or they live in California. Like, like in, in the United States, you got down in Florida, you got the Osceola, mm-hmm. and then the, you got the Eastern, which is the classic, you know, the bigger, it's the bigger turkey. And the, the ones one, that you have in like Louisiana, Arkansas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. It's the yeah. Eastern turkey. It's the classic, you know, Pilgrim gobbler, yeah, you know, Thanksgiving gobbler, and then when you get over into uh, uh, Oklahoma. Texas, uh, probably up in Nebraska. Those are Rios. And then really, they go that far north. I think they might, Mike. Huh. And then, then when you get over into the mountains, into the higher elevations of New Mexico, Colorado, uh, Wyoming, Montana, you get the Merriams. Hmm. And so that's your uh, four primary species that live in uh, the lower forty-eight. And then there's there's another turkey or two that lives down in Mexico. That's kind of a a very inter- interesting. Yeah, we, yeah saw, we saw those. Yeah. We saw one of those yeah. in the jungle, in Mexico. Yeah, they're real down by Belize. Pretty. They, uh, they're diff- different. They're, they're real. They're real iridescent. Yeah. Their coloring. Yeah, they got pretty. a weird face too. Yeah. yeah, not as, not as almost like pronounced. a peacock almost. Yeah, but, more. Yeah. yeah, but they're turkeys. So um, there's this migrant worker. Since <laughs> we're talking about turkey, migrant worker that uh, we used to hog trap with. Okay. Name was Benito. Probably, you probably heard his name before. <laughs> okay. I have. Okay, so Benito, one day tells a buddy of mine and me, he's like, you know how to ta- you know how to catch a turkey. You know how to catch one. I'm listening. Okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. Little shot. Okay. Um. So, wait, Dan, you got to hear this one before if I know. So. I, I need some, some mix. Go ahead, Dan. So you take a... So he sits there and he's like, you know what? We're like, whatever, whatever. You, you can't catch a turkey. Like, you just can't... You're not going to just go chase yeah, down a wild like turkey. it sounds like snipe hunt. Huh? It sounds like snipe hunt. So he's sitting there. He's like, no. Look. This is how we do it. When This is what, like, the people that are coming across, they're, they're hungry, so they go catch turkey. Because they're yeah. easy to catch. Okay. Okay. They're sitting there like that. Oh, sounds wait. legit, though. Okay, and he said, "So what you do is you get under their roost, and you take a white T-shirt, and you hold it above your head, and you spin it around. You just keep spinning it and spinning it and spinning it right when they're roosting, because they in won't the come evening. down in the evening. Yeah, like right after they're roosting, when they're not going to come, they're not going to flush out. Right? They don't flush out in dark very often, unless you spook them." So, he says, you just sit there, and you get right under him, and you just spin it, and spin it, and spin it. 
and they'll just fall right out of the tree, and you just grab them right there, and you can just take them down. What? Uh, okay. And? We'll reconvene when you try. Did you try? Okay, so, <laughs> one day, I mean, it probably months later, at, at our house, right, we, right, we, we had some wild turkeys uh, that ended up being pets. And so they lived out in our, uh, they lived out in our yard and we fed them and everything. They grew up to be big old nice gobblers and hens and everything else. And so I went out one day and I'll tell you a backstory to this. And I really hated these turkeys. Okay. But so I was like, why'd you hate them? Okay. So long story short, I sat under this mesquite tree and I spun a dang towel. Over and over and over and over and over, and there's never a turkey ever going to fall out of the tree. It doesn't work. But we, I sat there and tried and tried and tried, and he got me. What did Benito say? He goes, well, what do you think? You think a turkey's really going to fall out of a tree? <laughs> that asshole. <laughs> Damn, but, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I was, like, so intrigued because this guy... I mean, he migrated over. And, well, it sounds legit, you know, like dude, you people wandering through the desert. And, and if you ever see a roosting turkey, they just stare down at you, you know, and so you can... You Maybe think, make them dizzy. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. I get it. But these turkeys were the meanest thing. We'd walk out of our house, and during uh, springtime when they're mating, they are mean. Turkeys are just mean. Okay, so you'd have to come out, and I had this horse bucket. Have you ever, you know, Dan, you know those horse rubber buckets that yeah. you feed horses in? Yeah, the strap on the back. Yeah, and they're face. real heavy duty. Yeah. Soft kind of rubber. And I had one sitting outside the breezeway. You know where our house, you know, is that little breezeway outside yep. by the garage. And I had a bucket that would sit right there. And I'd come out the French doors, you grab the bucket, and you're going to try to make it to your vehicle. And so as soon as, as, soon as you came outside, the turkeys... They would come freaking flying at you, pawing and spurring, and you had to hit the turkey real fast with the bucket, knock it out of the way a little bit, and jump inside the truck, and you'd come out, and they would attack your truck. Oh, my gosh. Why would they be so mad? Man, they just, they're territorial. It's like a rooster. You know, a rooster is pretty honored. How did y'all, beca- how did y'all get pets? Because we had pets and everything. Because your dad was a vet? You know, they like he would get like one sick one or something, and no, like people had turkeys and they just you just drop they just drop them off and we ended up with turkeys. <laughs> we just people have wild turkeys, but they're so mean. We ended up having to catch them, release them somewhere else because they were so mean they would attack you. So they they hunt they stayed hanging around the house. Because yeah, they just, y'all would feed them. Yeah, well, we fed them growing up, and we got them from little baby. But turkeys. y'all didn't have them fenced in. No, there's no fences. But they were like domestic. They, domestic is that the word? They were semi-domesticated at that moment. Semi-domesticated. But man, those turkeys. That's funny, dude. You you when you walked outside, you had to watch your back. So they got some big ass claws on them, man. Dude, they, they fly play. up, flap, and just paw at you. Oh God! And they'll get you, dude. I I. Those turkeys, you could not scare them away. You try to stomp at them, they're coming to you full speed. Meanest turkeys I've ever seen in my life. But you can't make them dizzy and fall out of a tree. (laughs) 
That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, I was like, he's either screwing with them or there's something to this. Like, the bastards will get dizzy and they'll fall. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna leave it as is and see if Dan would go try it one day. No, and, but I didn't want to put him on a wild goose chase. You if know, I would have told him that maybe. He wouldn't believe me, would he? No, huh? Because he knows you. <laughs> he knows you'd screw Dude, with him. On I don't know like how that. many people we used to tell people, and and I guarantee you, everybody we told at least tried it, but didn't tell anybody that it didn't work. Oh hell yeah! And just passed it on. Wait, so did you really hear it from Benito? Yes. No? <laughs> yeah, really, Benito would tell us these wild stories. And one day we were hog trapping with them. And Benito, like, our two buddies, Benito, we were hog trapping this summer to make some extra money. And um, so one day, Benito Carlton... If you're listening, Carlton, sorry I used your name. Uh, Carlton, messing with him all day long. Benito chased Carlton around the truck and the trailer multiple times with a shovel. <laughs> you gotta Wait, get Carlton. Carlton. Chased Benito? No, Benito is chasing Carlton with a Why? shovel. Because <laughs> Carlton just made him mad. Carlton's uh, Espanolo, too? No, Carlton. Good hey, buddy. Yeah. His dad, uh, their dad, um, harvested, did animal, wild game harvesting, uh, for a living. And so we would go and do nail guy harvests and we would do, they would do hog trapping. And so. Wait, what's harvesting game for a living? Cause that's what I would like to do is, is harvest wild game for a living. So there's ranches. Harvesting, like killing or capturing? Uh, using them, killing them for meat. So what we do that sounds is, exactly like what I would love to do. So what we what it started off like in the early years before we would go out in jeeps at night, which is was legal because the nail guy's not a game animal, right? Right, it's an exotic, and so we'd go out in jeeps all night for several nights. We would have FDA inspectors, we would have FDA meat processors, and we'd go out and we would uh, harvest nail guy. Why would you have the FDA? Because it was for resale. Really? Yeah. You can resale nail guy? What do they sell it as? An antelope. Uh, It's an antelope. uh, What's up? We may get like no. It's uh, it's on the back side of my tarp. We may have got like thirty to sixty a week. Yeah, like where my head would lay behind that tree. You'll see it. It's by my book sack. So we go out three, four days, all night long. Sleep during the day, and you didn't really sleep much at all. But you'd you'd catch a Z here and there. And we get 30, 40, 60, 70 animals on a good weekend. And uh, we would, they would skin them out, process them, Did y'all freeze them, the stamp them. Huh? Did y'all have to do the skinning? No, we, they had. Y'all they had drop FDA, them off somewhere. We had FDA approved people. Butchers? Yeah. That y'all use? And then eventually it went to helicopters because it was a little cleaner. Uh, you got a higher yield from the meat. What would the helicopter do? 
fly over them and shoot them with ARs. So y'all were just chasing them down and shooting them, so like you're not getting the best shot on them all the time. I mean, we would only take Nick. We would only take Nick and headshots on them. Oh, cookie time! Co- cookies and makers, cookies. Mark. Cookies and whiskey. But yeah, <laughs> life is good. That's, That's what we do. Just, we just when these... you think it can't get any better. Was, Out comes the whiskey. It was a pretty cookies. unique experience. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. That's we did that cool. several times. How is no guy meat? It's delicious. I have, uh, next time we go to the fish camp, I have some backstrap. What? In the freezer and some sausage. Dude. Briley brought me some. He killed a couple this year. Dude. Yeah, we need to be taking advantage of oh, the South Texas dude. connections and getting some meat. All we have to do is go there. We should have went this weekend. That's the hard part. We should have went this weekend. Yeah, what the heck, man? We should have gone out to the... Walking and catching tiny fish. We could be, like, um, taking down hogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Dude, I'm great with hogs. I love hog meat. Man, you killed that big one last year. And it was fantastic. That was a monster. Ugh. This is really green, but thing, I'm going to burn it anyway. That thing was so heavy. That hog. Yeah, we weren't moving that sucker very far. Where's my skull? You gotta talk to Briley about that one. What do he do with it? You, you need to call Briley about Why? that. Why? What do he do with it? Huh? Just tell me what he do with it. You want to know what happened? Yeah. Okay, so I don't really care. I'll kill another one. Okay, so Dan, he sent me pictures okay. of it. Oh yeah, Dan. Did he give? My, did he give it to a girl? No, hold on. I'm gonna tell you the story. All right. So Dan, you know, took Mike down. What was that? A year or two yeah, ago. I saw pictures. Yeah, yeah that we, big hog. We got yeah. a big old boar hog. Yeah. And my son, Briley, uh, he do, he likes to do like little European mounts and stuff. He's real good at it. And um, So Daniel convinced me to leave my skull I, with So him. I said, leave the skull with Briley. He, he'll hook you up. Briley was all for it. And so Briley um, took it home and got it and sent <laughs> Mike a picture of it and everything. And... Um, Sounds good so far. Yeah, so far. nice amount. It's been two years. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're still trying to get it. So I asked Briley about it the other a while back, and I was like, "Hey, don't forget that skull this time, because he did a deer for me." And so he was like, "Oh, about that skull. Do you want me to bring it?" I was like, "Yeah, bring it." And he was like, "I mean, d- does he want it?" And I was like, "Why wouldn't he want it?" And he was like, well, there's a problem. I have a skull, but my mom threw away the teeth. <laughs> threw away the teeth? Yeah, because he had it all pulled apart, cleaning everything. Oh. And he had it all. You do that and sometimes you remove the teeth in the process. Oh. And so he removed the teeth. replace the teeth, the tusks, primarily. And so well, he I mean, it, it, was, it all cleaned. It was missing a tusk anyway, wasn't it? Was it was broken. Yeah, it, it had the broken, broken tusk, tusk. But it had that one big old tusk. Damn. That's all right, man. I gotta go back and kill a bigger one. So you're telling me a big tusker? She threw away the teeth. Yeah. Your mother? No, uh, Briley's mother. Got it. Briley's Daniel's son. Why? Not his brother. Because he always has stuff laying everywhere, and she just thought it was junk. No. No, mom. <laughs> you can't throw away my shit. I don't want you washing my shit. And I want you throwing away my shit. Yes, do not wash my hunting clothes. 
and tied. Yeah, we shouldn't. Uh, we shouldn't tell my son. That's how you talk to your mother. Yeah, Riley, don't. <laughs> don't talk to your don't mother. Don't listen to this. I'll edit it out. Pass that around. Do not listen to Dan Pierce. Do not talk to. Listen to Dan Pierce and uh, how to talk to a mother. Yes. <laughs> you could go. You should say. Uh, I'd love to clean that up. I'll have that done right at the end of the day. Because your mama will always love you. That's what my mom always says. No matter what, you're still my little boy. <laughs> no, right? mom, I'm 61 years old. I'm not a little boy anymore. So, um... Ah, it's hot! That is a really, really hot fire. God, dog. Not like last night. No, man, this wood's totally different. The coldest fire I've ever made. Oh, man, it's nice. Look at that. That moon, that moon is big right now. When you walk away from the fire. Oh yeah, I can see it. The shadows. Yep. Wonder uh, the Rugaru does it make it up this far north? They have the Falk monster here. What is it? Falk. F A U L K. The Falk monster. F A. Okay. So tell me what this monster is. Like, well, is there a legend or? He. he I, I don't know what all the legends are with the Arkansas Falk monster, but he's kin to the uh, to Bigfoot. He's kin to the uh, Sasquatch. He's kin to Yeti. Is he's he kin to, to the Rougarou? Rougarou? Or no, is the like... Rougarou is a whole other creature. Rougarou okay. is strictly South Louisiana. Okay. He don't make it out of... Actually, if you put Rougarou up against Falk, the Rougarou would win every time. Oh yeah, yeah. The Rougarou. Okay, so okay, bad, so bad deal. what is the Rougarou? Uh, it's 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 a wolf times ten. It's a wolf times ten with maybe some human characteristics thrown. So in. it stand like more werewolf like. Yeah, yeah. It stands upright on two yeah, feet. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You know, imagine you know the Wolverine on X Men. Yeah. You know, but now take it and, and make it just bloodthirsty and no mercy and yeah. man, that's Rougarou. You don't want it. You with don't a face want, like a wolf, not, huh? You do not want to have an encounter with a Rougarou. So, do, I mean, does it you have opposing, from it. does it have opposing thumbs? I don't know. I don't like, know. can it grab you or does it just like take you down? I, I think it's got some serious claws. Yeah. More bear-like. Like it'll attack like a bear. Think of a, of a really badass wolverine. Okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And then give it some human characteristics and some wolf characteristics. So and, and there you got your basically your what you're saying: a wolverine floated down the Mississippi. Well, maybe bred with somebody years ago and created I, the Rougarou. I, I think I think part of your story, the crossbreeding, I think is correct. Yeah. What crossbred with who and what and when? Yeah. Is still a mystery. So but where does it live? Down in South Louisiana, out in the swamp, uh, any 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 anywhere in Bayou Country, yeah, kind of flatland. What's that? Rougarou. Oh shit! Yeah. So why are we talking about the Rougarou? So I want to know, like, how do I know if there's Rougarou around? Because we're 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 gonna go well, out in the basin if you're, here. If you're outside, well, it's there. There's a Rougarou around. You, what you, what you, what you'll find from time to time, they find animals that are just terribly mutilated okay just like like a cow. And this is true stuff. a cow and there's parts just strewn all over the field and it's not like a coyote or dogs yeah it's something evil 
It got in there and just tore it up. And you know you're dealing with Rougarou. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Rougarou is bad. You think? Bad, 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 bad juju. I think that's why there's part two of Naked and Afraid this week. Well, I mean, what, they, what does it look like? It's kind of half man, half wolf, half wolverine, all bad, you know. Upright. He can stand up on his feet and run upright. You know, badass claws, badass teeth, a lot of hair. So how often do these get sighted? Frequently. Oh, yeah? Frequently, yeah. Yeah, but mostly they don't get reported because the people that see them get killed. Gotcha. So it's these missing persons (laughs) things. You know, so you go out to the Chapalaya, and if you don't news, come out, more Rougarou. likely a Rougarou got Rougarou. you. Rougarou. That's why most people go in the basin by boat. They don't. Rougarou. They're well, not going to go like you don't. You don't want to spend a night in the basin. No. If why you, not? If you spend a night in the basin, you're asking for trouble. So when are we going to spend the night in the basin? Well, we're talking about <laughs> paddling. The, no, I want to stay the, the night if I. If people just don't, I'll, I'll take you out there anytime you want to go. Okay, we're gonna but, do it. But just just prepare your wife. I may not come and, home. And, 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 and get your, uh, your. Have you uh, stayed in the basin and made it out? Get get all your stuff in order. Have Y'all, you met? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been, I've been in the basin. I, I, I count I count it to my good luck that I've been able to get in and get out. Yeah, you're fr- a friendly guy. Well, Rugaroo's no respecter of that. Huh? He doesn't. He doesn't give. A he shit. don't care. He don't care. So when? How long has this been going on? The Ruby oh Ruby? years, years, centuries, centuries. Is it from the old natives? Like, is that where? I think he goes back to the attack Paw Indians. Yeah, and uh, they had to deal with him not very well, and then of course the the French from the Nova Scotia that became the Cajuns. They've had to deal with him. They haven't had any success. And he just, he, you just want to have be in your house and have your doors locked. And what I heard is loaded. that when he's around, or when there's one near you, yeah, you get there's like this smell. Okay, there's this distinct so smell. That, it's kind of like it's kind of like dead animal, but yeah. like distinct, more distinct than that. You you'll say like, well, it's kind of like that, but it's but when you smell it, you'll know. Gotcha. So it's like. It's yeah. like it's like that. That that's the only way I can. It probably smells like the voodoo flower. Have you ever seen the voodoo lily? Well, I mean, you know, you take your roadkill, your basic roadkill, it has a stench to it. And you put a little sweetness into it. Yeah. It kinda almost makes you want to puke. <laughs> yeah. That's voodoo. Man. <laughs> can you hunt them? You can try. Yeah. It's not a good idea though. No. If he knows that. He's coming for me. He's coming for you. He's just going <laughs> to relax. And there's one thing about the Rougarou. He don't quit. But well, the, more, the more you talk about him, the yeah. more kunas your accent gets. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a strange ting shot. <laughs> it's, it's like that. It does like that. I haven't picked up. I, haven't picked I don't up. think it works for, you, <laughs> for Daniel. It doesn't be, I, I can't do a Cajun accent. You talk about that Rougarou, you're going to come get your ass. You're going to come get your mama. You're going to get your daddy. You're going to get everybody That's in the it. family. That's it. And then That's he's right. Gonna, and, then, and then he's going to eat that gumbo. He's going he's to he's eat your dog your and your cat. gumbo. I can't do it. I can't do it. 
Jake used to make fun of me because I couldn't do it. Because Jake can do a really good. Dude, Jake can do good. Yeah, yeah, he does. He said he said the best way he could describe it. He's like, you gotta like get your lips and your nose <laughs> like you just smelled something terrible. <laughs> like, and that's how you talk. Man, what the, what the hell is that smell? <laughs> what that? Man, what you talk about? Man, what is that? Man, what is that? Come on. So you gotta curl your upper lip and just be like, oh, pet shit. set. <laughs> so you just smelt a good pet set. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget when Danny told this story. And pet just... set. <laughs> <laughs> pet sack. He's the guy from Pet Sack. <laughs> That means wet fart. Dry, dry fart. fart. Dry, dry fart. That's right. Dry fart. <laughs> <laughs> it was Petroleum Securities. We just called ourselves Pet Sec for short. We Why had you no call yourself PS? That it was and you, dry fart. And you had an office in engaging land. Right. Oh, that's funny. It's the guy. It's the dry fart well, the guy. The was from Australia. So yes, yes. He had no clue. No, no. This petroleum securities of Australia. Pet sex, legitimate company. And he, he didn't want to go with pet sex. <laughs> pet sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Australians didn't care. They're not the one that had to make the phone calls locally. <laughs> yeah. You know? Talk to Boudreau and order some pipe for the rig. Who's that, so, who's that going to? Send it to pet sex. <laughs> what? <laughs> Was that guy the only guy that did it to you, or did you get it a lot? It was a lot. You got it. It was a lot. It was. It, was, it became. It became a little bit of a because it's common Creole yes, French. Like it's, yes, it's, yes, yes, yes. Like fee piton. You know, I mean, there's certain things you say, and everybody and what's fee piton? I ain't saying. Yeah. You know, but but if you're French, you know. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's a. I, I'll tell you, it's a different world. It's kind of like if, if you're Hispanic and pendejo, you know, it has a connotation. So, but, you know. so um, do? the Falk monster that's here, that's probably going to cut up with Mike tonight. Falk, Falk monster. Falk? Falk. Yeah. Okay. How do you, know, the, how do you know about the Falk monster? I just learned. You looked it up and I Dan told if, you. No, I asked if the Rougarou came north. And he Dan, said no. D- Danny, you knew about the Falk monster? Mike, come on. Please. My dad told you about the Falk Monster. Okay, so tell Mike, me about I the Falk Monster. I know stuff. So I basically, stu- I study nature. So basically, no, ba- no, leg- seriously, like, seriously, okay. the Falk Monster. I've been no, about the no, Falk like Monster seriously, they really. call it the Falk Monster, but for some reason, there's an abnormally high number of quote unquote Bigfoot sightings in and around this general vicinity, which took place more in Falk or around the town of Falk. Which is about forty-five minutes to an hour south of here. Okay, oh, we're we're abnormally so high, so, so that they called it the Falk Monster. We are absolutely right in his bedroom. Right so yes. I would guess right now, if this would be a good night to spot him because we've got a bright moon. No, no you're dude, seeing it from the you wrong understand? This he's isn't seeing a joke. us, Dan. This isn't a joke. He's back. Like, he's back there in the woods, the full moon. He has smelled us. He's, he sees us. He knows where we are. He knows how many of us are here. So he I knows what my, we're drinking. He knows what we're eating. He knows what we're should doing. Should I do my call? My Bigfoot call? I wouldn't. No? No. Uh, you want to irritate him? You want to aggravate him? Go ahead. I, I, I don't I remember we were doing it the other night and I couldn't get it. 
A Bigfoot call? A rigor. I wouldn't do it, man. I this, ain't no rigor. this ain't no joke. No, so, it's not. Well, I want to see the son of a gun. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what you do, Dan. That's you what the last the, guy you go, said. You, go out there, <laughs> you know, there used to be another third guy. He, you know, and, uh, it was you, you're and not going to scare me. If I really thought there was one, I'd be looking for him. Well, I'm, I'm hoping he comes out on that gravel oh, bank. What? On sip. that gravel bank right over there in the moonlight, just <laughs> with the, the general slaunch yeah. that. Uh-huh. That Bigfoot seems to have Bigfoot just not and a then, proud and guy. Then I, I hope the Rugaroo followed us and they fight it out right there. See what I don't get, but, Bigfoot. Know, he's not. He doesn't seem to be a proud guy, you know, because no. he's always kind of slunched over. <laughs> yeah. Like if I was Bigfoot, dude, I'd have my shoulders thrown back. I'd be, I'd be walking head high, like and this. I would come out and scare yeah, every mother- camper there was, and like, hey, poof, and then run back in the bushes, <laughs> not slouched over, like, uh, uh, uh. I'd be like, what, hey. Yeah, you see me? Yeah, you got your camera out. Yeah, Good take a that. picture. Good see what that. happens. Ain't nobody going to believe you because I'm blurry. This <laughs> <laughs> is how I am. I don't show up in focus. I'm blurry. Do you think they got dingleberry issues? I'm sure. Let me get a little bit of that. You got enough to... Absolutely. Like a little, I wonder if they like shed good. their hair like during the summer because it's pretty dang oh, hot. Yeah, just one little touch. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty hot. The hair? No, it's hot up here. Oh, in the just, summer. It's thin, it thins just like a lab. Where, I need to go find the hair. But they stay down near the creeks. Maybe it's chilling on that pinnacle where I've come tomorrow. But, but, but they do. They, they stay down near the creeks this time. Yeah, because yeah. they crap in the creeks. That's why you never find Bigfoot crap. Because they exactly always crap right. in the creeks. The, I'm surprised you knew that, Mike. Yeah. I'm surprised. That, yeah. is, that is why the water tastes like it's, that. It's only... And that's Knowledge why you around need to the disinfect and, and, and use uh, iodine tablets. Right. <laughs> yeah. But Dan didn't. PSA. Dan didn't use iodine. But, 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 I mean, think about it, man. You got your Rougarou down south. You got your Falk Monster up here. You got your Bigfoot. You got your Yeti. You got we got a Chupacabra. Chupacabra. You got your, down, you got your, your, your uh, skunk. Skunk Ape. Skunk Ape down in Florida. Yeah. What the freaks You didn't know the Skunk Ape? Skunk Ape. I haven't heard about this. Oh, oh that's shit. real. I mean, the Falk monster is more like Falk. Falk. Don't don't it's, confuse it. It's like like the Falk monster and it's Bigfoot. And, and, he's and just Bigfoot been sighted more. Falk. He's just but, been look, sighted like more turkeys. here. It's like it's like turkeys. Yeah, and it's just some species. You got your your skunk skunk egg. I, you know, I got it in Arkansas. You oh, they, you should see the picture monster. of the skunk cake. They have a yeah. clear photo of the skunk cake. Wait, egg. is this recent? No, this is years. So he's not blurry like the Falcon No, not monster? in not in Florida. Oh. No, they they get a little oh. bit more uh, crisp pictures in Florida. They're not quite well, as it has big. Nothing to do with the, the, the ones in Florida like, aren't quite as big. Falcon monster's just blurry. He's just a blurry dude. Oh, he's just kind he's of just, just fuzzy. That, that's a clear <laughs> picture. He <laughs> just shows up blurry. He he's just, just blurry. He, like you can't. He he has a lot of dreads. He just can't get it. I guess dreads would hey, look. look, you guys are laughing, but you guys need to have some respect. <laughs> I'm serious. You guys better have some respect. You, you, I'm in a tent. Jeez. You it's guys that are lemonade. A, it's a, that freaking a, lemonade a, I've been in drinking. A, in, a, in a wide what? open. Dan's it's lemonade. pretty good, isn't it? Dude. I should have known of all this freaking no-name brand lemonade with like a little dude made out of straw dancing on the front. 
It's not even a picture, huh? No, it's just this little dude made out of a straw. Like, that's the picture. No, that's righteous stuff I gave you. Oh, dude. That's, that's country time. It's righteous. Country time. Country time? Oh, country, country time, time lemonade. lemonade. Dude, like, I'm sitting here drinking Pink this tart-ass lemonade with this it's whiskey. Yellow. Yellow. And, like, the heartburn is just welling up in me. So, oh, okay, here's a, here's a good conversation. What the heck? Why did somebody decide, I'm going to make my lemonade pink? What? Pink lemonade. How, How is that a good conversation? Because who in their right mind decides? <laughs> what? I mean, here we are. There's all nothing different. Talking about Bigfoot. First, and all of a sudden you go to pink lemonade? <laughs> well, I just don't understand the concept. Why not? I don't know. It tastes the same. I don't same. care. What about Kool-Aid? Why purple, blue, yellow, because orange? Because it, it matches the fruit. Pink lemonade matches up with pink grapefruits. It's <laughs> two different fruits. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do, do lifesavers taste different? The different. I bet colors? you the Falk Monster. Falk Monster. Uh, there so you go. go. No, these 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 are millennial issues you're discussing, Dan. Uh, no, this is not. Pink they, they, they got no business well, out here. No, they just decided. <laughs> hey, let's with the Falk Monster. Lemonade. Okay, Lemonade's so old. really, honestly, does anybody believe in Bigfoot sitting here? Tonight, yes. No, I'm talking about generally every yes. day of your life. Yes, I'm. I'm. You guys, I'm telling you, you guys are in those open tents. No, I, I mean, I'm being serious. Do you believe in them? Serious I, conversation I, now. Ser- serious. I've seen Bigfoot. Okay, you have. Yeah. Okay, where? Up in Oregon, where Joe and I made the raft, went down the river. Dan's had Dan's had too much whiskey. He ain't got yeah, yeah. We had a, a, he hadn't had too much. He's had the right amount. We were in a meadow, <laughs> and it was night, and these things started making these crazy screeching sounds all around the meadow. What did they sound like? Ew! Oh yeah. Ew! Could have been an elk. I'm not. I'm not kidding you. No, oh, wait, and I you took my told flashlight, me about this story. I and I shined the flashlight, that. and there were eyes all around the meadow. It was Bigfoot. I forgot about no. that story. It was Bigfoot. That's pretty cool. And, and we were, Did Joe you and look? I were sleeping in the meadow under, under the stars. We started throwing everything we had, shoes, flashlights, whatever we could grab and throw them to get the, and they left. <laughs> but, man, that was a weird. Was it really, uh, this is a, a true yeah. story. No, this is a true story. He's told totally me this before. 100% true. 100% true. And for years, I thought that was Bigfoot. What do you think it is? Bigfoot? Well, all right. I would think it was. It, so, <laughs> I, I, years later, I was watching American Sportsman, Kurt Gowdy, and they were hunting elk up in Colorado, and they showed an elk bugle. <laughs> and the bugle sounded a lot like what we heard in that meadow that night. How old are y'all in that meadow? Oh, 17, 18. Oh, yeah, Wait, definitely Bigfoot. Elk hunting. No, 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 no. When the first time you heard an elk bugle, you were like, oh. I thought it was Bigfoot. <laughs> wow. No, it's even, it even uh, goes no, deeper. Than, there's that more, makes sense, though. There's more to it than that. Okay, let's go with it. I actually had a dream. Okay. I was dreaming, and I was I was in World War II. I, <laughs> I was in a parachute. I jumped out of a plane. And my parachute was burning, and it was burning. It was going ew, 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 as it was burning. It was all coming. And all of a sudden, I woke up, and these beasts were around the meadow. Wow, that is cool. Crying, 
doing the elk. Dude, that's amazing that you still remember the dream. I remember the dream with the sound. I was in World War II. I was shot down (laughs) by the Japanese. I was coming down in a parachute. My parachute was burning in strips, and it was the call. (laughs) It was an elk bull bugle in a herd of cows. And 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 Joe and I knew it was Bigfoot. And, and it wasn't until years later watching American Sportsman, Kurt Gowdy, and they showed an elk bugling on a ridge. It's and you're beautiful. like. And I said, oh, shit. Did you call him right away? Kurt Gowdy or Joe? Joe. There's a whole other story with Joe. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Man. I, I did not. Okay, I did so, not. I mean, so you carried that with you. Yeah. I, I was for yeah. sure Bigfoot for, for sure years. Bigfoot. For sure Bigfoot. Like, I no would, doubt you, would argue. Yeah, and look, I wasn't. I, I was a, a, a smart kid. I yeah, you're college and everything, and, and so freaking I, I was, geologist. Yeah, <laughs> I was going through college when 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 I finally saw the American Sportsman episode, and it, oh, <laughs> that's what it was, dude. That is hilarious, dude. What a relief, yeah. though, right? <laughs> well, no, it was, no and it's got to be disappointing. It was cool, yeah. It was kind of cool thinking that we had an encounter with. Big like, I, I, I'm I'm telling you, there was. 20 pairs of eyes. Dude, that is... Right. Some of them were and, tall as crap. And look, this is back in, in the early 1970s. We had these cheap-ass little flashlights. <laughs> yeah. You could barely see... Any, all you could see was eyes about seven feet off the ground. <laughs> and oh then, my gosh. then when they left, they went across the creek, and you could hear the boulders rolling in the creek oh, when they were going across. And that sounded like Bigfoot, like oh throwing Oh, my gosh. I would have lost yeah. my damn mind. <laughs> No, oh you know God. what? But that that explains it. So, do you still believe in Bigfoot? Honestly, yeah. Like honestly. really, yeah. Straight up, yes. No, okay. No, yeah. There's no, no foul monster. There's no Lugaru. There's no Bigfoot. There's no stink monster. But we'd have seen them by I now. think I no like, because you would see their crap. You would see you, their. You crap. don't see roadkill, and you don't see crap, and and that's it. And nobody's Show ever some killed crap. one. Show me some roadkill. Show me some DNA. Then, 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 then I might have a conversation. In Oregon, maybe, because they don't have enough hunters. But in Louisiana, Arkansas, dude, you know how many guns oh, no. prowl around these woods all the time? But they say you have all Show the time. Show me some crap. Show me some crap. But Show they would shoot DNA. one. But, and they would put a bullet in that head be some and you'd have kill. a body. I, I, yeah. I want it to exist. All the trail cameras? Yeah, Trail I mean, cameras? It's, it's done now. Yeah, no. it's but, over. Like, trail cameras like, make it impossible. Like, the, the mystery is done now. Because of that. I mean, because the technology now, any I, I, picture. I will, I will say this, Dan. I give kudos to all these people that really do believe. I want to. Or, or at least they try to sell you on the belief. Dude, Les Stroud. I give him some credit. He still believes. He heard an elk. He heard an elk. He heard an elk. Which is amazing. Because, you know what? He doesn't if elk he, hunt. If you listen to everybody. That's it's right. It's all knocking. And the, and the cries. Antlers yeah. knocking. I bet you if you if you took all the sightings, right? I mean, down here it's different, but well, it's not sightings. Most of it's sound, right? If you There's took all sightings. the the reported sounds of big, I heard a bigfoot. I bet you you could correlate it to people unwillingly knowing about the um, straight up that it's an elk. Because if I've never heard an elk. That would be a weird sound. Well, I experienced it. 
I, I, you know, and that's exactly that's what a unique situation. That's exactly what well, yeah, they say that the elk make that other sound, the glunking sound. Well, yeah. It's even weirder. They and do. that's what not I think people are hearing. They do. Something that, you know, not a lot of people hear is and the, the, and, the, and the moose makes a nice Because sound you take, too. you take the. Yeah, the moose is like that. Okay, so there's a guy. So Yeti in the Himalayans, right? Yeah, that would scare them. It could still exist, man. right? The Yeti? Yeah. Now that may be, because they don't have any game cameras out there. <laughs> so then, but there's a there's an explorer, Ryan Hall, a mess. He's one of the most amazing uh, mountaineers of, of ever, right? And um, I've never heard of the guy. <laughs> he's dead to me. Yeah. Damn, I didn't eat a cookie. I put a dip in. And you, I, you, a I got a book. Hey, Dan, I'll give you his book. All right, Ryan Not Hall. his, yeah. And I, I have it at my house. I, I'm like, look, here. I'm looking straight up. This tree is totally illuminated like a street light. Isn't it oh, amazing? That Beautiful. Dude, it's like a, it's barely bigger than a and half moon. And if you look over here, and it looks like a full moon everywhere we are. Don't worry, I'm going to try to. I mean, like if a deer walked out on that bank, I could see it. Oh, yeah. It's we, we could be walking the trail right now without well, flashlights. No. Yeah. Just walking the trail. Because yeah, yeah. everything's been so shaded. Yeah. You just have that? to walk a little slower. What? The Rougarou? I mean, what the hell is this called? I don't know. It's about like a size 18 shoes splashed through the creek. Oh, sweet. Let's look. It's either Shack or it's... It's that wild hog sitting down there. You see him? Wait, you see a hog, really? No. No. There's nothing down there. That's a nice look. That... The way that pine bench. Dude, it is nice. Sit, the way it yeah. just goes up forever uh -huh. and just looks big. And that, see, those are the pictures I wish you could capture, but you yeah. cannot capture. Yeah. No. I can capture. I'll capture it a little bit. Show me. Okay, so we, we've got a... What's something else fun we can talk about? The strangest the thing that's happened to you in the woods. Or the brush or wherever you're from. Oh, wait, wait. I wanted to, I wanted to mention something okay, what? just a minute ago. How Dan was talking about his dream with the sounds. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though, how, and this may not be from podcast, but this is just something I'm interested in. Right. How weird is it that your brain, you're sleeping, there's yep. some sound going on, yep. your brain mm -hmm. takes that sound and puts it in a dream. Yep. Yep. Because it happened to me staying at your father in law's house. What? I had that fan, you know, up in that bedroom. Okay. Mike keeps it on freaking 74 degrees. Yeah, it's cold. No, 74. Oh, hot, yeah. <laughs> my dad. 74. Uh, uh, my family. <laughs> he, he does not want, and, and he was like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but it's on 74. Oh, I feel, he, he's he, like, I feel like that's you're, good. You're talking about my father-in-law. Your father-in-law. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't like it going. And he was like, I feel like that's pretty good. And I was like, well, whatever you say, I'm a guest at your house. I'm not changing it. So what I did is I found that, that iron fan back there. I turned that iron fan on. Oh, and yeah. had it started blasting on me. Well, it started making this noise halfway through the night like this. Tick, 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 tick. Well, I'm sleeping, and I had like four dreams back to back of different tick, tick. things of what that sound meant in my dream. Yeah, that's I can't so remember crazy. any of them at this point. Well, well here's the way. When you thing, said like, that, it brought it back to my head. I was like, that's the craziest right. shit. That's the only dream I remember in my whole life. What? That's, I don't remember any other dreams I've really? had. No, you don't? That one I remember specifically in detail. And, and, and it was it, it was such a traumatic event. Yeah. It really, it was traumatic. 
it, oh, I, I mean, you're throwing your shoes. You got. You we can't even run away shit. anymore. And Joe and I were both yelling, "Get out of here!" What did y'all do after they left? <laughs> we went back to sleep. What? What could we do? What could Leave? we do? It was nighttime. They threw all their shoes. Did y'all sleep with like your <laughs> knives handy or something? Who knows? We were sleeping on a tarp, literally under the stone, just like this. No tarp, sleeping. nothing. Just no, out just the out middle of, of the meadow. Middle of the meadow. You know? Wow. No, it was, and then we stayed two more nights. In that meadow? Yeah. That was where we had so, the, the so, run with the guy and the dog that I told you all about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was that was that, that was that adventure. Yeah, I wouldn't have left either. <laughs> <laughs> that was before all that. Yeah. But but it, it's just weird. So did y'all warn the, the couple? Did y'all say, hey, just nah. so y'all know. Nah. There's a Bigfoot. We were, we were Joe and I were still looking at each other like, what happened? So so did we, y'all have a, this conversation? Yeah, oh yeah. We talked about it. Like, what was it? What was it? Well, <laughs> I mean, there's only one explanation. It had to be Bigfoot. Yeah. We oh my encounter. gosh, dude. That is so awesome. Man, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, so I, I see why people get hung up on stuff. You know, and you're, you're convinced of something. Yeah. And, and, then, and then maybe someday, if you're lucky, you get to see the evidence of, you know, you get some information that but helps you understand. How disappointing is that, though? Yeah. It's got to be really disappointing. Uh, at least I feel more rational now. Yeah. Hey, man, if you carried it all this, these years <laughs> right. and you still believed it, people would start thinking you're crazy. Right. But, no, I can I, I can tell the story. I saw Bigfoot, and I do. I, t- I tell the story, and then I say, but, and then I give the rest of the story, which is the Kurt Dowdy, American Sportsman. Now you know. Later. The rest. The rest <laughs> of the story. Good old Paul. Dan, I would have to say that's the weirdest encounter in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Okay, Mike. I, I think so, yeah. That, man, I don't, I don't really have any. Mine are all made up in my head. Mine are all mostly induced by the Blair Witch Project because that was the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that movie traumatized me. My, you every are a time. guy, aren't you? Man, yeah, I, just the the unknown. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was beaten as a kid. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe my dad whipped me in the woods. I, I'm not sure. I, maybe one will come to me in a little bit, but I never had anything like super scary. We always had flashlights and. But just weird. Nothing weird. Like, I remember I left, no. when I was dating Carol before we got married, I left her place about 2 o'clock in the morning. I was going home and I saw a UFO. And so I followed it. And I went driving. I was in New Orleans and, and I was following the Mississippi River Road. And it takes a lot of bends and turns. And that UFO was just moving, man. And it was moving. And I was getting closer and closer. And finally. I've just figured out that thing's not moving. You know, it's my different orientation that made it look like it was moving. Yeah. It was like Jupiter or something like that. You know, that's all it was. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. It was a planet. Yeah. But but I was, because I, was, I don't know, was I young and stupid? I don't know. The I, thought, I thought it was something moving. And I, I mean, I chased it. I, cha- I, I drove 20 miles, you know, Chasing from her moon. house, from her place to my house. I went past my house. I drove 20 miles down towards Lower Coast, towards towards Port Sulphur, along the River Road, trying to trying to catch. I thought it was going to come down and land, and it was just something in the it sky. It was just a planet. A planet. That's all it was. It's funny. Yeah, and yeah. and Wait, so what? I so I get home, and my mom and dad are up. Like, 
why are you coming home at four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I've been chasing you. <laughs> 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 he probably, he probably thought, oh, we, we failed. You're like, <laughs> we, we've, we've got this. Uh, no, this I, I would have like, like, like just said something. You know what? I was out drinking. I was out drinking. <laughs> I was doing everything I wasn't supposed to. I'm not telling you. Well, they went, I mean, because they really respected Carol. And, and, and they, they, they thought I you know, had an ounce of sense. And yeah. when I told them, it's like, what? What is Tell happening you. here? Yeah. Wait, so Daniel, wait, you haven't told us your scariest or weirdest. I don't get scared. Well, one of the coolest things I've ever seen, this was cool, was work boats, no moon, pitch dark, starry night, middle of the Gulf of Mexico, the fluorescence. You know how you know how the, the, the bioluminescence? Yep. Oh, and, yeah. And, and it's, it, awesome. it's a, it's a the, uh, the plants drop down and the animals move up the, the, in the phytoplankton. Mm-hmm. And so... That particular night, it was midsummer, and the, and, the, and the Gulf of Mexico was dead calm. And we were leaving a trail behind that work boat of bioluminescence oh, it's for, 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 for hundreds of yards behind the boat. Whoa. Yes. And it was beautiful. And you're out what there. What color was it? It was like a, 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 a green? fluorescent green. Yep. What well, cause is that? It's, just... it's, the, it's the animals. It's the plant life coming up from below. And then the disturbance of the engines, the boat yep. going through them. Makes them all fire uh, off. Uh, next time we go down a, uh, the property, I'll show it to you. Because like, in the creeks, the creeks and the bays and everything, yeah. you can go in there and you... Those little, those little the, jellyfish. Yeah. Those little jellyfish have it. You, yeah. can, you can pick up a little jellyfish and, and hit it, and it'll just send off little colors yeah. in the pitch dark. And what? then the mullet will fly through this water. And you can see the mullet you, going through and, and they light everything and it go, up. They it just has like... Up. It's like shooting stars exactly. in the water. Exactly. It's so yes. amazing. Yes. How have I never seen this yeah. before? You can see if a big fish is moving through the water, you, you can, can see a big see fish it. moving. It's real. Through the biology, this, this, then it's the biology, this, the little small stuff, the, the mm-hmm. small cell stuff is all lighting up yep. as the big fish moves through it. Man, is it only know, on certain nights? or is it just, Certain times of years is more prevalent than others. And it has to do. There's certain water qualities, but that's that's a cool experience. It's really cool. Like the first time I ever saw it, I was down at this creek late at night. It's called Los Homas Creek, and we were just screwing around because you could go. You was could go tidal? hunting. It's like a. It was like was it, a. Was it, was it tidal or was it fresh water? It's tidal. Okay. So it's uh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So you had the the ocean effect. And so I was sitting there, and I walked across it. And I was like, my feet are glow. What? Yes. Yeah. And like, it was yeah. just really, yeah. really, yeah. like, I didn't say anything. I never, I thought I was crazy. Oh, yeah. you drank too much? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just odd. I never saw it. So then you'd see it here and there and everything. And I, the last memory of it when it was just, it was just amazing, right? So me and my buddy, we went, we were in Corpus, we took the boat out, we went down to the local watering hole, we were driving the boat back, pitch black, we ran out, We the spotlight died, it was completely black, we are in the bay, Laguna Madre, um, we were navigating 100% by iPhone, could not see a thing through the Laguna Madre, okay? Pitch black, no moon night. We were going through the canal. I knew the area. I've been through it a lot, but you just had, I had to say, okay, we're going. And we were just putting. I mean, 
We had nowhere to be at this point. We stayed a little later than we should have. And um, we're coming back. And so we get back to the boat dock. And all through the canals, and the, the, the mullet were hitting. And it was just super bright this day. Like, just over an abundance of it. And we're pulling were, out the were boat. Were any of the mullet jumping in your boat? No. That's so fun. It, it, it will do it. And But I, I slipped down the boat dock, splashed. No, Lindsay split, slipped down the boat dock, splashed, just bright green everywhere. Bioluminescent. Yeah. Lit it up. She fell in the water. Yeah. Yeah, and you can see. She slipped. It was, it was yeah. actually really, it was really a dangerous situation. What? Uh, but yeah, she slipped down the boat dock, down under, like we had to grab her. I mean, it was insane. Did she, did she, was she aware of the bioluminescence? Yeah, I mean, we were watching the mullet yeah, and everything yeah. like that. And I was like, watch. And you'll see the mullet dart when you're driving the boat, yep. and it's just like shooting stars yep. from your boat. It's Perfect. amazing. Good. good description. I gotta good see this. Hey, I've I heard about it. I got a funny story. I y'all want to hear Texas. one? Absolutely. Want to hear a funny story? Yeah. I, I may have told you all this before. So, Trey Grodegeth, Manuel Solis, Tom Ballet, Dan Pierce. We're down at the camp near Fort Bayou Pass, just out of Fort Sulphur, not far from Grand Isle, at the camp. And it's 11 o'clock at night. Let's go floundering. So we grab a burlap bag from underneath the camp, and we go floundering. Gigging? Gigging. Yeah. yeah. Love gigging. So we got, there's four guys. One guy's got a lantern. One guy's got the gig. One guy's got the bag. And one guy's just there. And I had the bag. And so we were gigging, and we had it. We had 11 flounder. 11 flounder. That's a good day. In the bag. And so Tom says, hey. Let's look in the bag and see our flounder. So we open up the bag, and all four of us look into the bag, and all you could see at the bottom of the bag were four pairs of tennis shoes. Uh. That was a ter- the oyster bag, had a big hole in the bottom of it. Oh, my God. And we grabbed no money to camp, and all our flounder is there. And guess who had the bag? Yeah. Oh I had the bag. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And they're ragging the crap out of you. He's like, how the hell did we feel with flounder gone? Gigging flounder, putting them in the bag. Gigging flounder, putting them in the bag. And they were just swimming out as fast as they could swim out. And when we looked in it, all we saw was four pairs of tennis shoes. <laughs> the last so, time I went gigging anyway, for flounder. How did you not know? That's what they wanted to know. <laughs> I, still, I still don't have an answer to this. Miller Lights. I don't know. There might have been alcohol involved. So, it's possible. So it's possible. Yachlin and I, we, you know, we go take the boat out to the bay and we camp out. And one night we're sitting around like this, and Justin and I, uh, so we camp, but we bring a generator and a, one of those green lights, those underwater green lights, mm-hmm. and we would go anywhere we wanted, and we'd drop the green light. So these fish, so you just random spot. Well, we couldn't like. And what's the purpose of dropping the green lights? Scrap uh, tracks the bait and all the school trout, so you can just. Catch so, them. so you're so you're dropping a green light and then you leave it and then come back. No, you just drop or it. You drop the it fish and wait, in wait a and while. You just start um, throwing your line okay. and you're okay, catching got it, got school it, trout it, all it, night long. Got it. Hundreds. It, it, it just one light. All you need to do is drop one light in the yeah. right spot and then. Not really any right. I mean, relative to. Yeah. Yeah, but we would do that, and one night we we're like, it was late. We'd already been fishing a lot, and so we got our headlamps. We fat, we got some sticks. We made gigs, and we just gig with homemade spears. That's fun. Yeah, 
That's fun. And we just walked. It was just, it was just one of, it was just cool. Where can you go get good flounder around Lafayette? Dude. I mean, I've tried Vermilion Bay. Yeah. Had no luck. I've caught flounder in Vermilion Bay fishing. Oh, yeah. But I, but I mean, is the, the water, water clear over there? That's not I mean, you might be able to in, in the fall when it's cold. Maybe, I don't know. Cowshoe Lake? Is it, is it, is it you can do it on your boat, Mike. On your boat would be perfect. Somebody, not, there's no, there's no clear water. I mean, the, the clear water is what you got to find. Yeah, they just don't have it. I mean, for sure, you know, uh, Grand Isle and yeah. east, east of Grand Isle. Yeah, is it getting clear Bay over system, there? It's clearer. Yeah, you, you, you catch a night like this where it's calm. Yeah, settles and, and everything's settled out, and you're down near the surf on those big, big flats. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got another story. Wait, wouldn't there be a ton of sharks, too? Well, but you're in two feet of water. Yeah. Where you're gigging. And, and, and we we went down there. It was Manuel, uh, John Ballet, Tom Ballet, and myself in two boats. Manuel and Tom went one direction. We parked, we, both parked, we parked both boats in the same spot, and Tom and I went in another direction. And we gigged for four hours, and we decided it's time to go back to the boats. And we got a little bit, you know, Dan, how kind of even out here, just a little directionally got disoriented. Yeah. No compass. It's dark, pitch dark night. You're out on this giant flat, like, you know, picture Matagorda or yeah. something like that. You know, this giant flat, you know. So we thought we knew where we needed to go. So there's a one light, a lantern that we started to head to. And we figured, well, that was Manuel and John at the boat waiting for us with their lantern. Well... We got close to it, and there was a deep water between us and the, and the lantern. And so we waded out up to our chest. Tom had the lantern. I said, Tom, you stay here. I'm going to go on out to, to the light and see what it is. And as I got out there, I, I, I got caught up in a current. And the current was taking me out into the Gulf in of Mexico. Channel. And I was in the channel. And the light was a lantern on a shrimp boat that was sitting out there anchored with butterfly nets out. Oh my God! You're and, they, and they were watching the whole thing. They were watching us the whole way come migrating over with our little lantern. Wow. They could hear us talking. They'd been there since before sunset. They'd seen where we parked our boats. They'd seen. They, they knew the. They, they knew exactly what was going on. So I'm out there starting to go out to to the to the Gulf of Mexico, and they're in a a, a, a pass that was 12 feet deep with their butterfly nets down. And they said, grab on to our rope. And they fortunately had about 100 feet of rope laying out past their boat mm-hmm. that I grabbed onto as I was being, I'm not lying, I was no being swept jacket. out. No, heck no. Alcohol might have been involved. <laughs> so, so I pulled myself up to their boat, and these, these two gentlemen got me in their boat. What are you doing? I said, well, we thought you were, yeah, we know, we saw you. <laughs> Oh my God! Anyway, so so they said, "Look, we're we're going to be another hour or two. Relax, drink a beer. You know, we'll pick up your buddy when we're done, and we'll take y'all over to your boats." And so I just relaxed in the in the boat. And they pulled up their nets in a couple hours. They drove me over. They picked up Tom, and then they drove us around the channel wow. down back to our boats left out where Manuel and, and John were waiting for us they had no idea what had happened to what us what was John what was Tom, uh, Tom doing the whole time Tom was freaking out he thought you were gone 
He 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 knew this was a bad deal. I mean, when we got you now, and the reason he didn't come any further, we had a gas lantern, a yeah. Coleman lantern. If he went, he'd go out. We could get in the water, so he he went as far as he could go. And he just stood there. And, and waited he stood there and waited hours. for me because I was going to go check. But but you know, I yelled. I, no, I yelled at him. Oh, hey, once Tom, you got to you the know, boat, I'm here. You know, it's okay. It's oh. a trip boat. You know, we're all. He's but, all by himself, just standing but, there. But it was a foo ball. Yeah, it was a foo ball, and 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 it was. Uh, once, once, and so now Tom's the guy I rode across the country with. Yeah. And the deal with t- me and Tom, we finally figured out, and it took us until we were 50 years old to figure this out. We both trusted each other too much when we were young. Yeah. Uh, you, you may have heard me tell you this story. I would trust Tom. If Tom thinks it's a good idea, we go do it. Yeah. I mean, we, we get in trouble. Tom would think, well, Dan thinks it's a good idea. I trust Dan. We go do it, and I get... Neither one of us was trustworthy, <laughs> right? And ne- ne- we, so we wouldn't, uh, uh, we weren't verifying what we were going to do. We were just going along with the You're other just guy, going. and we would wind up in these predicaments over and over and over again. Oh, that's funny. Many of them. Was he the one you went like scuba, like spear spear fishing with down in Baja? That was Joe. Joe. That was Joe. Joe had more sense than Tom. Yeah. Tom's a great guy. That's and, and and I'm a good guy, but neither one of us to combine together. We were a, a volatile combination. Yeah, like y'all are both similar. And y'all we, needed another yeah. like level-headed guy that would be like, "Hey, well, wait a second. We needed that, and, and, and you have to that. talk through it. And but we learned that. We we know that now. Yeah. But it took fifty years to figure that out. <laughs> so did you know rabbits can swim? Yes. Yeah. Rabbits Cotton, can swim. They, they swim good. Rabbits. Yeah. What the frick? Why are we talking about rabbits? They just can swim. Why they can swim? Well, I found that one time. Wait, hang on. Is this a story I want to hear? It's pretty good. Well, hang on. I got to get some water. (laughs) I had to refilter because somebody drank all my water and just refilled the bottle. Y'all do a lot of rabbit hunting around here, right? I I don't. I mean, it's it's pretty normal. In in the marsh. Yeah, people will go rabbit hunting. It's a social thing. Uh, you get some wh- whoever's got the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get six or eight guys together and you go rabbit hunting. You know what yeah. we? You know how we rabbit hunted with fish nets. Okay, you got my attention. Huh? So, me, Justin, we would go out. They had a like eight hundred acre ranch right outside of town where we grew up, and Justin and I would spend a lot of time out there. And uh, we, t- we talking cottontails or cottontails uh, jackrabbits? Or- and so we would, we decided one day that we were bored. We're like, we didn't, we didn't like to kill rabbits. Like I didn't want to ever just kill rabbits for no reason. I, you know, go rabbit hunting. It just didn't intrigue me. I didn't eat them. So we, but we wanted to like go rabbit hunting. But it's we just like waving a white sheet it, underneath. No, the this is real wisdom. life. So we decided one day we were sitting there and we had a fishing net and we're like, dude, see if you can catch that rabbit with a fishing net. And we cast got a spotlight. Net, a cast net or, or, a, or a scoop Dip net. net. Okay. Guys, okay. like, you know those old yeah. green net yeah. Yeah. galvanized, the yeah. cheapos, right? Yeah. yeah. We had one of those. We put a spotlight on a rabbit and just take off running after these rabbits. And you're just running around in the pitch bar chasing rabbits. With a net. With a net. And you right. catch them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. 
So you spotlight the rabbit. You you creep first, or you just take off running? No, you you know a rabbit will freeze in light, right? And so you can get pretty you close creep. to them. So you you get like up to them, and at a certain point you have to lunge. It's almost like catching frogs. Right, but rabbits tend to dart faster than like a frog will. All right, so now the rabbit's darted. The rabbit's freaking taking off running, and you're just like high-tailing it. How many rabbits did you catch? Oh, man, we caught a lot of rabbits. best evening with a, with a scoop net. Huh? I, I couldn't even count. Wow. Because, I mean, That's like, not that many. You catch them and release? Yeah, you catch them and release, but we didn't catch as many as you'd think because running through right, a field right, at right, night. Right, look, I, I'm, I'm interested in data. So you come across on an evening 10 rabbits. Um, probably more. We didn't kill them. So how many of the 10 did you catch? Oh, three. 30%? Yeah, probably. You think? So yeah, except for one. This one rabbit. <laughs> okay. This one rabbit, just I hit the spotlight. Justin's freaking running after him. Right, except for and this he, one. Okay. He's and special. He's this different. rabbit is special. Because? We're running after it, and Justin's running, and it's dark. All you see is flashlight, right? And this is mesquite, cactus, This uh, is brush, South Texas, Kingsville. So, I mean, it's... it's so, there's cattle in this, so there's big pastures. Meadows. Roads. We're prick, we're there's roads. or not? Huh? Prickly pear cactus. Oh, you got there? everything. Okay. I mean, you, this, was, this was a hazardous activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one rabbit. This one rabbit. It's going, and Justin is, I mean, he's going fast as he possibly can, and he's just following the spotlight, and here just, here goes the cottontail, and it's going, and he goes, and he he's running and running and running, and he's chasing the rabbit, and the rabbit decides, I'm going into the cow pond, the stock pond, and it just jumps and leaps, and Justin's still going after it goes in there, the rabbit just swims all the way across. And rabbits can swim. Okay. I get it. I get it now. That's how it. rabbits can swim. Rabbit. I found I found out how they can swim. It's kind of like armadillos. They will dive underneath the water. Right. They walk on the bottom. Huh? They'll, they'll walk on the bottom. Yeah, they go completely underwater, yep. and they are fast. Yep. Wait, y'all would catch them with your hands? No, with scoop nets. Dip nets. Oh. <laughs> Just chasing them. They're net rabbits. Three out of ten rabbits. I would say three out of ten. We tried to get an owl one time. We got a mosquito hawk. Uh, a spotlight? Huh? A burn, bur, burn No, a barn. We barn? tried. Okay. It got At away. night, y'all would do this? Yeah, pitch black. Good nights. We just drive around for hours. Catching rabbits with nets. They would freeze? It would, uh... Huh? Would they freeze under the spotlight? No, at first they will. Quail you can actually catch with a spotlight. Robins, Robin. you got with a stick. Robins, you can knock them out of the trees. Yeah, is no way. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you you trying to teach me how to catch a turkey? Uh, I'm, no, 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 no. When the robins come through, yeah, you know, the robins come through in uh, the red like December, and then yeah. they go back. They come through going south, and then around February they come back north. I heard Great. they're delicious. But you can you can when the robins are thick, you can go in the bushes at night. And just whack them with a stick. Wow. And then put them in a burlap sack. And why can we not them? hunt robins? Like, why are they not a game animal? I don't know. But Even though there's hundreds I, of them? I, I, 
I don't know. I've heard they're delicious. Well. Word on the street. Well, you do live in Louisiana. Well, <laughs> okay, so I have a question. If I if I if I say I I, I actually have had firsthand experience, okay, does that indict me? Yes, I think the statute of limitations is passed. Wow. Uh, I, I got a question. So in Louisiana, every once in a while, I pull up to some random store in the on a back road somewhere. Quail eggs. Hmm. Your quail eggs. Is that no, I love headed? quail eggs. Raccoons. Yeah. Why do they sell frozen raccoons? Why not? What? I have never seen this. Why would they not? People eat them. Yeah. And you buy them to eat. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a normal thing here. It's a normal thing for a certain population. Yes. In normal, in weird, little, small areas. I've the, seen the more, it. The more rural communities. Very rural communities. They, they, they And they'll have a sign, the, the, the frozen raccoons, of a, of like three or four raccoon. bucks or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Have you eaten a raccoon? No. Would you eat a raccoon? Yes. So let's go eat one. Price per pound. That's why people. But eat. I mean, it's a, can you? Is that like? Is this a legal activity? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can hunt them. I mean, I didn't know you could sell just raccoons off the street. Uh, that I didn't know. I mean, I, I know my buddies in in Alabama when they go kill a bunch of raccoons, they get more, and, and there's more than enough. There's many people that are on the waiting list to get their raccoons. That's, that's one piece of data. Huh. Yeah. But I see them for sale. The, the same sort of population that will you can give your shoe pick to and your drum. Yeah. I guess that we have it down there for like javelinas and hogs. Yeah, you just, hey, you want you, this? You yeah. Call, oh, yeah, you, hell yeah. yeah. You just call I, I mean, I, and I'll tell you what, I appreciate folks that... Oh, what the hell is that? Hey, watch out. Don't step on I don't know. Oh, look at little rat. <laughs> little mouse. God, dog it, man. That's something climbed you? up my shirt. Did he bite you? <laughs> oh, my God. Did he bite you? No, but he climbed you? up my shirt. Because if he bit you. Plague. We got problems. No, he did not bite me. Right. He, he would have had the plague. I All swear right. he didn't bite me. Ah! All right. <laughs> Dude, that's, that was funny. That's of all hilarious. People, of the three of us. <laughs> And he's heading to your tarp. <laughs> Dude, he, he, I felt something like pulling at my shirt, and I'm like. And then he was. Dude. Hey. Hey. Dude, that was so awesome. We actually got to see him yeah. running away. Thank God. We all saw him. Uh, huh. that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up here, Mike. It was a mouse. I know. It was a little mouse. But- Wait, mice don't get rabid, though, right? Oh. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> you want you want to know? Hey, he may be teaching you how to catch a turkey. No, no, here, no, here's no, 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 no. I actually sucker climbed up my, my shirt. What the hell is he doing climbing up my shirt? Since my experience oh. with a coon, I've, I've investigated rabies. Yeah. And there's a reason why you don't find very many uh, animals on the lower end of the of the scale, i.e. Uh, mice, uh, rats, uh, s- s- rabbits, squirrels. rabbits, squirrels. Why you don't? Why they don't have rabies? The reason is because if they get attacked by something with rabies, they They're get dead. killed and eaten yep. right there. They True. don't survive right. to be carriers for the for the. Rabies. So what attacks a raccoon? 
that doesn't not kill much. It. Well, I think they're they're that's certain why raccoon, animals. That's why raccoons, skunks. That's why these intermediate things can really be good rabies carriers. But like skunks can have it and it stays dormant, right? Okay, yes. raccoons can have it and it stays dormant. Yes. Bats, well, how do they get it? Bats have it and it stays dormant. They, they get in a fight. They oh, get in a fight, fight with another other. raccoon. Yeah. Well, how does they the get ra- a fight with another skunk? How does the initial raccoon get it? It's just, you're, you're going back to the you know origin of man now. No. You know, where, yeah, where did the rabies been... virus start? You know, what continent did it start on? Why is it you know in all seven well, continents? No, now? I mean that's like me asking like how. No, I can't get into that. Right but now. no, no, no. But that, that, one time years ago, it's, it's, it's just like um, the same thing. Is well, how like, does it get past? Like, how did that coon get it from another coon? Or a fox, or a coyote. They just bit nope. him or something. Bit him, and he got away. Tangled with him, he got okay. away. I he's got, fine. See, that makes sense. But, but, I, now, I can, but he he survived. But he's got rabies. I now. can live with that. That and makes it, sense. And then he to goes me. and he bites something else. Yep. And then it just keeps but, going. But when they when they get to a little rodent, the rodents don't survive those things. Yep. They're dead. They get eaten. Yep. Right. I got you. So so that you're less likely to have rabies issues from rats and mice, mm-hmm. hamsters. You know, gerbils. Little, you know, we're little very likely to have issues with those that freaking mouse eating on our freaking shit. Tonight. That that mouse is going to be a problem tonight. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. If it came up to you, he's coming back. He's to probably you. in my little food bag right oh, now. No, that's what I was just thinking. Around. Where's the cookies? Right here. Protect the cookies. Oh, that's what he's after. No, the cook. Oh, well, he <laughs> climbed up right here. Protect, protect. I mean, he came out of these the bushes he and he climbed. In. He climbed up my shirt. Dude, that is hilarious. That What's great is you caught him with your light. Of I know. All, of all people. Because if you hadn't. That was quick, Dan. You turned your light on. He jumped up. See, I thought Mike was shitting me. No, man. I, I, thought, I thought you were. Because I was sitting here something. dead still. It wasn't like I was moving and it was a bush. Like, I was sitting here dead still and I felt like. <laughs> I felt I like somebody was pulling on my shirt. That's hilarious. And here we've been talking oh, about yeah. different stuff and all of a sudden. <laughs> Lightning bugs are out. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that. That, that, I, oh shit. That little mouse. Oh, that's not funny. You can't get this stuff sitting at home on your couch watching TV. Mm-mm. No. It just ain't gonna happen. You gotta get outside. When you go outside, you never know. Things gonna happen. That's what's gonna, be, gonna happen. That's one of our stories now. The, the, mouse the, the uniqueness with, of yep. the world yep. out here is way different. And that was an interesting. You, mouse. you know, you know, Lindsay's mom had a raccoon come and lick her. What? Yeah, in Panama City or Destin, Florida, or something. There, she was at a. Uh, that's a rabid freaking coon. No, it was like just a city raccoon. We used to have a rac- I used to have a raccoon that came in and it would get drunk. Off the beer cans <laughs> in the trash can. So one night, I'm, I'm hearing something going, you know, like the trash cans with a bunch of beer cans, they make a lot of sound, right? And so I kept hearing outside, and I was like, oh, God, a raccoon again. See, I would think it was a homeless guy coming to collect the cans. No, <laughs> it's a raccoon. It was this was this raccoon that just lived. And it climbed into the trash he can. Was an alcoholic. No, it was. It climbed into the trash can. Get some beer. Was running around and I was like, I'm gonna get this son of a gun. Right? So I go and I open I open the lid and it looks dead. I was like, what the heck? It died? It, like 
Did it drown? Like, it's just laying there. Like, I poked at it. Nothing. Woke up the next morning. I was like, all right, I got to throw this. Now I'm going to have a stinky trash can. I have a dead raccoon in it. I opened the rat, I opened the thing. No raccoon. The raccoon been in there so long drinking the beer, <laughs> it passed out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, push that log up on that fire. That's pretty good. That was that was a wild animals, man. They're funny, funny creatures. We had a uh, my mom. We always had the turkeys, you know. And my mom, like the kitchen, had this window that looked out into the back pasture. And she was admiring the turkeys one day, and a coyote came, ran by, grabbed uh, grabbed one of the turkeys. Look, right outside the back window. I bet you were happy, huh? Bet you were happy. No, these were other turkey. These were wild ones. That li- they come in roost out. That's where they come in, like nest. During this time of year, you'll see them always come in. They they come to that property because it's real brushy, real thick brush. Like woodpeckers will come. Not woodpecker. Uh, roadrunners. Roadrunners are. We had a roadrunner that would come up to the back door and it just peck on it. It always it just hang out right by the back door and it saw itself and it was like territory. I feel terrible. We hit a roadrunner coming back from the turkey hunt. Did you? We Did hit you get out of the way? We, it, it, it was on the left side of the road. And, we're, of course, we're going down the right. And it started across the road. And Randy was like, oh, shit. And we just kind of held our breath. And rearview mirror, you can see it kind of flop. <laughs> so we stopped, backed up. And it was still alive. I found it. I filmed it for a few, you know, a few seconds. Got a beautiful, beautiful bird. Picked it up and carried it over into the thicker brush and laid it down and got back in the truck and we drove away. Did you see the... Wait, you let it... terrible. You let it die a slow, painful death. A man would have just killed it right there. But I didn't do it. I didn't have the guts, Mike. But I should have. I still feel bad that I didn't just stomp on it. But, it, I mean, you may, there was that thought in the back of your head, well, it might live. Well, that's what I was hoping. Yeah. I mean, it could, man. Animals, it was not silly. Freaking animals live through a lot I mean, of tough it, things. I mean, it, it, it was, was their blood? A little bit of blood coming out of the mouth. That's I mean, it? I, oh, man, it might have lived. You'd be all right. I don't know. Hey, did you see that video I sent you the other day about the, with the English sparrow eating the other English sparrow? I did see that. I sure did. It's very strange. Yeah, that was bizarre. It, it was very weird. Yeah. I watched it for... Wait. To me, I saw that. It looked like he was just like, hey, wake up. Wait, no, wait, wait, wake no, up. But they do that. No, it was it, sitting it, there eating. I was watching yeah. it. And I watched it for maybe... But it didn't eat it. It left. No, because there was cars. I was in a gas station parking lot. And I was sitting there filling up gas. And I was filming it out the window. Oh. Uh. And... I was like, man, I need to send this to Dan. And so I filmed it to send it to you. Yep. And it was just sitting there. It was eating. It was like, and it, it left. It came back, picked at it, eat it, left. I was like, man, it's. Yeah, see, turkeys will do that. You know, if you kill a tom turkey and yeah, there's another tom around, he'll come back and attack it. Yep. Dead, laying there on the ground. He'll jump all over. A deer, a buck deer in rut. If you, you kill a buck, another buck can and and will come up and gore it, push it, be aggravated with it. 
Or they, if you kill a doe in heat. Or if you kill a doe in heat, you get a buck that's going to come hang around it. it for 45 minutes. That makes sense. It's just, animals are weird. I mean, if they're in heat. You know, people, like, attach, like, oh, they're like humans and everything, but then, real life. They anthropomorphize. Yeah, they, exactly. Boom. But then. Good word, Mike. Verb, word Good of the day. You. Good for you. But then what happens is, is when you actually observe these animals, and they do, they completely, they do everything that says that's nothing human. Right. There's no thought, there's no morals, there's no social, you know what I mean? Yep. But then, and you go, that's just it's Disney's prime, fault. primal instinct Where you that at is mouth. total. In, in my opinion, is animals more predictable than people are. For sure. You can kind of predict what the animal's going to do. People, you don't know. Yeah. People are nuts. It's a good day. Excellent day. I enjoyed it. The moon's getting brighter. It is. It's going to be a bright night. Great bright night. Uh, I kind of wish I didn't even put my tarp up. Yeah. Just this would have been a good night watch for the moon. it. Yeah. Just watch the watch. I mean, the stars are out. The moon's out. It's kind of a good night. Man, it's so bright out there. <laughs> it's going to be just, brighter tomorrow night. I'm just, I'm just wanting to see something walk on that gravel bank yeah. right there. I've been staring at it since we've been sitting here. Yeah, it'd be hard to see something, actually. As bright as it is. You know, you just see a shadow or a glimpse. Yeah, it'd just be hard. You, you'd, you'd have to... Something would have to be almost moving quick to see it. And you see a shadow moving really fast across there. Yeah, and go, Whoa, what, what was that? Whoa. Dude, that's funny, that little mouse. I've had a chipmunk, a chipmunk run yeah, up my chip, leg. Yeah, chipmunks for sure. Mice, so, not so much. So where do I was just trying to look at all the? I always look at like what, like in the area, like all the different animals you can possibly see. Do uh -huh. you do that? Uh -huh. Like when you go somewhere Absolutely. and you're always there's something always unique that yep. you'll never see. Yep. So chipmunks are native to Louisiana. There's there's chipmunks in portions of Louisiana. Is that what it is? Yes. Where? Um, is it more in that the piney north? woods? Huh? Where you have the piney woods? Yeah. So basically north of I ten. Okay. Kasachi. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kisachi, I haven't seen one up, yet. Up in there, they've got them. Up uh, in the in the north of Lake Pontchartrain. And I up always in the, in the what they call the Florida parishes. Yeah. See, I always thought flying squirrels were bigger than they are. They're tiny. Yeah, they're like chipmunk size. Uh-huh. Or a little smaller. Yep. That, uh, that was cool, that one landed on me. Uh, what are the odds? Cool. Real cool. We shined the headlight up in the tree, and I guess it jumped and blinded it, <laughs> and it didn't know where it was going, and yep. it hit me, and then crawled straight, ran across, crawled back up the tree. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I like those little critters. There's they're more good. of them around than you know. Oh, they're, they're, you, they're, they're so tiny, you would never... It'd be hard to see them. They're nocturnal, so they're not out during the day, so you really don't see uh, a mouse up there. So what's the most unique animal you've ever seen in the wild? What you would call rare? Or elusive, maybe? Seen bears, seen whales, porpoises, a lot of stuff in the there water. Yeah, I've seen a bear. Amphibians, birds. 
I would say one for you. That would be weird for me, but I don't know. Try it. Something that happened up at the elk elk hunt this year. You and Luke, would you say that would be rare? The ferret or weasel or? That, that, that little uh, weasel. Oh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, not rare. Okay. Not rare. I've seen, I've seen weasels in the swamp. Mine are mountain lions. Yeah. I'd love to see a mountain lion. I've seen two. That, that, if I had seen one, that would be top of my list. I had one growl at me and one escape my sights. It's Briley's fault. We've seen, we've seen wolves up in Yellowstone. Okay. But they're becoming more common. And people are seeing more wolves. So I'm not sure that's exotic enough. But we, we saw them from a long ways away. Heard them howl. Uh, they actually, we saw where they had chased a herd of elk to a cliffside. No way. Yeah, so the elk were kind of pinned in, but we never saw the, the ultimate the ultimate outcome. Uh, that that's pretty unique wildlife experience. That was a good experience. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen an animal like a predator take down a? I've seen hawks grab birds. Okay. I've seen owls grab stuff. Um, snakes grab stuff. I saw a hawk grab a mouse, a well, rat. I don't. Predator grabbing. Something. I guess when you start being outside a lot, it becomes pretty normal, doesn't it? Yeah, I've never seen a coyote. Uh, never seen a really, you know, uh, what I call an apex predator snatch anything. You want to know the weirdest thing I've ever seen in the wild? I shot a coyote, and it started eating itself. So it's probably gnawing where it was hit. Yep, and it it started swallowing it. its insides. Yeah. It's very strange. It trying, made me like it made me sick to my stomach. Yeah. It made me like uh, like I, I didn't want to do that anymore. Thanks for listening to Adventure on Outdoors. If you'd like to keep up with us and follow along on our adventures, you can check us out on our website at www.adventureonoutdoors.com or check us out on Instagram at adventure underscore on underscore outdoors and remember stay wild and adventure on thanks for listening